0: Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays here on the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. Uh, we are coming off in, you know, an all-time classic episode uh, the other night. Um, people are still reaching out to me through email, through text, and just you know saying thank you for, for, for really tackling the topic that we've been talking about doing for a very long time, which is Proverbs 31, uh, which was what it means to be a virtuous woman um you know we hear that term thrown around out there a lot in today's society um in the church and you know women's groups and things like that but what we did on uh on what was that sunday night actually a very rare live sunday night broadcast we we touched on and really not even touched on but we um really dissected um uh, on a large scale what it means to be a virtuous woman what it means to not be a virtuous woman so definitely if you missed that show Check out the archives at uh, com as well as on iTunes. <clears throat> tonight we're going to be uh, switching it up a little bit. We were literally talking straight from the Bible on Sunday, uh, a couple rebroadcast uh on um, on uh, Monday, and uh, we're back live tonight. So what we're going to do tonight is talk about another issue that is very prevalent in today's society, which is game playing. All right, you know we we see a lot of Obviously, there's, there's, you know we live in a society where dating and relationships is is a very hot topic in the black community, and um, but what you don't hear a lot talked about is is the games. You know, from a male perspective, from a female perspective, there you know a lot of people unfortunately are just not being real with each other. You know, they're they're saying one thing, they're thinking another. You know, they're they're leading. You know, men are leading women on, you know, uh, women are acting interested when they're really disinterested. So there's just a lot of overall game playing uh, both in the bedroom as well as outside of the bedroom. So we're going to talk about some sexual games. We're going to talk about some uh, some just getting to know you types of games like, you know, who should call first and, you know, paying for the first date and just a lot of different games. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, if you guys are, are avid game players, definitely feel free to. You know, give us a call, 646 366 or maybe you've been the recipient of of game playing and dating and relationships, and you just want to share some stories and get some things off your chest. Um, this is going to be an, uh, an Ask, Date On edition of Barbershop Talk this evening we we have a a really good advice question that's you know from a young man that pertains to uh exactly what we're talking about tonight. He found himself in a situation where uh you know a, a very common situation that many men find themselves in in regards to sexual games. So we're going to uh talk about that. We're going to uh give him some some personal advice about his situation. So I'm excited to uh to get it in with you guys. Uh tonight's show is is brought to you by the 2013 Loving You Women's Empowerment Seminar, which we we made our big announcement on Sunday night for the first time. A couple people have already signed up, so we look forward to interacting with you. It's going to be a dynamic event hosted by myself, hosted by Courtney, and um, it takes place on – it's going to be a month-long event, five – Five weeks, actually, from August 3rd to August 31st. So for more details on that, visit trctoday.com. Go ahead and, um, you know, RSVP, reserve your spot. And um, a lot of bonuses with that, free month of counseling, free CD, free T-shirts, things like that. So look forward to uh, having you guys uh, there. Um, Go ahead and get into my panel tonight. James is here with me in Barbershop Talk. James, man, you good? How are you feeling tonight? Hey, Don, man. I appreciate
1: you for running on the night, man. I look forward to uh getting
0: into the show, man. You got a great topic. Yeah, man. You know how it goes, James, man. We we've both been out there in the in the dating and relationship, you know, world, uh, you know, for the better part of our, you know, 20s and things like that. And um, you know, just as men, there's a lot of games that we experience. That really do not get the light of day. They don't, they don't see the light of day in, in the media, and so we just want to shed some light on those issues and, and and help women understand the ramifications of game playing. And you know, and you know, six nights out the week, you know, throughout the the rest of the week. We talk about the origins of the games. We talk about the daddy issues. We talk about the insecurities, the self-esteem issues, the depression in many cases, you know that, that emotional wall, the guard up. It's, you know, the games are sometimes used as a defense mechanism to keep someone from getting too close you know, to that place where maybe someone from their past hurt them. And so we get it. We understand, you know, why where the games come from and why they are in effect. But we also want to talk tonight about the effect and the consequences and how game playing will cause a man to interact with you. You know, unfortunately, a lot of women think that it will it will somehow make that man want her, make that man appreciate her, take her seriously. When in reality, it will do the exact opposite. So <clears throat> definitely going to be a good show tonight. Courtney is also here with us in the barbershop. Courtney, what's going on? This is the uh, the unisex uh, shop tonight. Uh, Courtney, what's going on with you?
2: Hey, how's it going?
0: I'm going, it's going well, Courtney. What do you think about today's show? Um, just obviously, you know, you shared many stories in the past about you, you being, you yourself being a game player and some of the reasons why. What, what, what are your thoughts on tonight's topic?
2: Yeah, I'm excited um, to talk about it because, yeah, I was notorious for game playing. That was like, that was all I did. So, you know, that's something I can definitely, you know, relate to and help the ladies, you know, see it for what it is.
0: So I'm excited. Right, absolutely. So, guys, I don't know, maybe we may have kept it a little too real on, uh, on, on Sunday night. We, uh, you know, obviously you guys noticed a couple, uh, some technical difficulties. We we spent a good deal of time talking about uh, the new Kanye West album, the new cover, and, and it's, uh, it, it's satanic, you know, meaning, and, you know, so, you know, I, hey, I just put it out there. You guys, uh, you know, I tell you in advance, a lot of times we've been known to mysteriously have some technical difficulties the day after, the couple of days after, you know, really going deep into you know, uh, a lot of stuff that's going on in the, in the entertainment industry. So many of you know we did a classic show breaking down uh, and dissecting the meaning of Jay-Z's uh, album, his new upcoming album, Magna Carter, Holy Grail. I promise you, if you miss that show, you definitely want to uh, go ahead and check out the archives of that. Uh, let's get into it. It's not going to be a terribly long show, but I, like I said, I want to, Want to talk, tackle some advice questions? Talk about this topic from a real perspective, and um, it, it's deep out here. Matter of fact, be, matter of fact, before we're gonna do that, but I just remembered. I just remembered today. Was it today or yesterday? Monday, one of those those days. Uh, the Trayvon Martin case uh, began. You know, the uh, jury selection. You know, some people have been asking me to kind of touch on it. It's been a while since I've spoken publicly about it. You know, if you guys missed my my special on gun violence, maybe a couple years ago, definitely check it out. I had a lot to say about the topic then, but um, you know, so I just I did want to touch on it. You know, see what Courtney and James you know feel about that man. Matter of fact, we haven't heard from you on this topic, James. Any thoughts on the beginning of the Trayvon Martin case, the trial, or, or just the case as a whole, or and specifically the trial?
1: You know what, Day man, I, I have been following the case, man, and uh, not, not as in-depth as you have. But, uh, you know, I, I do find some of the, you know, the, the the current, the actual change of events, I do find it kind of funny, man. Um, I think the one thing that, that kind of grabbed my attention is um, I actually thought that, um, you know, that his I I thought that he was going to actually get off and actually be released from prison. And I think it was one of those situations. I'm not sure if I have it correct or not, but I think it was uh, the situation with, uh, the you know, him lying about the money that actually caused him to, uh, you know, to, to to continue to be locked up. Man, I don't even know if it had anything to do with the events that took place where, you know, where he shot Trayvon Martin. I think I thought it was more of a, you know, financial reasons why he was actually uh, still in prison, man. And so I haven't been keeping up as of late. But um, am I correct in saying that they gave him a life sentence?
0: Oh, no, no, he's – now, the trial just started um, on on Monday, but they – but you're right. They absolutely um, – that's why he was locked up, and I'm glad you touched on that because a lot of people don't realize that that's actually what led to him being – his bail being revoked. I don't know if you guys know, but he had a, uh, uh, I guess a PayPal account where he was soliciting funds, you know, online, and he, he had raised something like $200,000 in his – In his PayPal account But he was saying Prior to that That there was no money There was no You know He had no money For you know For bail And things like that So he was granted bail uh, But then they later found out That he you know Did have this PayPal account With $200,000 And he was like Communicating with his Like with his wife You know Through codes You know While he was in prison So they uh, revoked his bail And then uh, I believe He's been in jail That whole time Until the the trial started So I mean, you know, that's, yeah, it's, I, I have more to say about that, you know, not, not specifically on that subject, but just in general with the case. Uh, but, Courtney, any, any thoughts on the beginning of the Trayvon Martin case that listeners have asked us to express our thoughts, our opinions? It's been a while since you and I have talked about it. Any new thoughts, any new revelations?
2: Yeah, well, you know, I was listening um, to it. I was listening to them talk about it on the radio, and, I, I mean, I didn't get to listen too much, but um, I'm just, I'm very interested in, you know, what the verdict is. I, You know, I still want to, you know, continue to, you know, follow it and just to see where it's going to go. I guess that's my, you know, perspective of it. Um yeah, that's how I feel about it. Like, like what, what's going to happen? You know.
0: Do you feel like he should be found guilty or innocent?
2: Um, I feel like, just based on everything, I, it's hard. It's I need I need to not straddle the fence because I I have a tendency to do that. Um, <laughs> you,
0: you hey, I can admit how, that. You said what? Okay. No, I said you think. No, you do though of course you know that. But I mean, you know, you're very, very uh politically correct. You know, but yeah. no, but seriously, what do you what do you think though? I mean, do you, I mean in your gut, you know, when you saw the news, when you feel you know I mean, like right now, do you hope he gets off or do you hope he spends the rest of his life in jail? Be honest.
2: Um, I guess I'm at a point where I'm I'm indifferent. Um, Cause I'm, I'm not one of those people. Oh well, he should go to jail. So I guess if I had to lean on, towards one side, I would say get off. Cause I mean, I I'm not. I don't feel like he should be punished. I'm sorry.
0: I want to talk I about. Yeah, I I, I I can respect that realness. I respect the honesty. One thing that I'll say about it is this. You know, any time when a life is lost, we. Uh, you know, you want to you know, think about and pray for the families, you know, that are affected, you know, in any situation like that. But I think that one of the things I said online is, um, the other day was, as far as men, we just did a big Father's Day, many, several shows over the course of the week, the week of Father's Day. And um, that week I said to the fellas specifically, I said, it's impossible to be a great man if you have kids and you're not a great father. And one of the things that I, I think how that ties into this Trayvon Martin situation is that, and, and, just, and on a large scale, we're seeing too many kids out here with with no home training. We're seeing too many kids out here with no respect for elders. We're seeing too many kids with no respect for life. You know, just no respect, you know, period. And unfortunately um that that lack of respect that we're seeing out here on a large scale is resulting in kids on the corners selling drugs kid, kids buying guns and you know being arrested you know for gun possession and, and you know all types of illegal things car theft um you know and murder you know killing as well as being killed uh, and a lot of these these incidents because it's unfortunate but Trayvon Martin is no different from the kid that got killed here, not too far from where I live, not too far from where Courtney lives, not too far from where Jay, you know what I'm saying? Like these are everyday situations. And when you look at these situations, you've got to look at, okay, what what role are the parents playing? You know, like what what role does his mother play? What role does his father play in his life? It's like, yeah, we're seeing, you know, when you turn on CNN, when you turn on. Uh, the news, you know, you're seeing that the parents together, you're seeing them united, but they're not together and they haven't been together. They didn't raise Trayvon together. In fact, you know, when you look at it, I mean, now this is where it gets a little, you know, like uh, uncomfortable. Like, nobody wants to talk about, but Trayvon Martin was into some things mm-hmm. that he should not have been into and would not have been into if he had parents who were raising him the way that a young man in America should be raised. Now, am I saying that that he deserved to be killed for that? No, I'm not. I'm just speaking. I'm just speaking generally, and I'm saying that we as a people, as a black community, need to do a better job, specifically with our young black men, to make sure that they are not the next Trayvon Martin to make sure that they know how to talk to individuals when they are approached by a, a, a psycho like a George Zimmerman. You know, And I'm not even saying George Zimmerman necessarily was a psycho, but I'm saying someone like that you know, in that type of situation. I'm not even 100% convinced that it wasn't self-defense because I know and have personally seen, understand what I'm saying to you guys – I personally have seen situations like what George Zimmerman is saying happened play out right in front of my eyes. I've seen that. You understand? Like I've seen. Like what am I saying? I've seen kids being approached, not in a disrespectful manner, but just in a manner that I'm sure they did not like for whatever reason. Uh, You know, the the person, the young man, taking offense. And, and you know, starting an altercation and one thing leading to another. Now, you know what I'm saying? I'm, that Those types of situations can be avoided. You know, in fact, I told you guys before, you know, one of the things my father did, my mom did, like they literally prepared us and instilled in us, hey, this is what to do when you find yourself in these types of situations. This is what you don't want to do. This is what you want to do. This is the, how you will respond, because you not because you're necessarily in the wrong, but just because you can live to talk about it. There have been a lot of situations that could have gone the other way had I not had the proper training growing up, had my brother not had the proper training growing up. My oldest brother, I remember one time we were out at the park. My Me, my, my brother, my oldest brother, my younger sister, we were in the park, and just you know, taking a walk, hanging out, and these kids, just uh these older guys, approached my oldest brother, and say, "Yo, and I remember like it was yesterday, I might have been five or six, but I remember like it was yesterday, they saying, "You know, uh yo, my man, you got a uh, you got a quarter?" And he's like, "No, nah, I don't have a quarter." He just punched my brother in the face for no, like for no reason, black kids, you know, for no reason. Now, my brother is a big guy, you know what I mean? He, he was definitely a big guy, like about six six, you know what I mean? Like, not not a small guy at all. I'm sure would have loved to unleash on these kids, but, you know what I'm saying, we all walked away from that situation. You understand that, guys? And I'm just saying, what am I saying? A lot of people say, where are you going with this? How does this relate to Trayvon? I'm saying that it's not a cliché, and it shouldn't be a cliché, to just walk away from certain situations, to to humble yourself, even if you're in the right. Because my mom always used to tell me, she said, "You can be right, but you can also be dead." You understand that? So, you know, was Trayvon right? Was George Zimmerman right? I I wasn't there. I don't know. But I do know that when you look on Twitter. And you see someone calling themselves no-limit nigga and cussing and using profanity and referring to them a thug and and speaking about being violent towards others for no apparent reason, just for the heck of it on your Twitter page. I mean, that says a lot about the mentality that a lot of our youth is in just to begin with. So I'm just saying we as a community, we need to do a better job of instilling our kids, hey, look, that's not the way to go. Being a thug isn't cool. And then maybe... We won't have any of those types of situations anymore. I don't know. I'm just that's just me. James, any thoughts on that, man? Just being Stay an education down, man. yourself,
1: man. I'm telling you what. I, I taught. I taught in the public school system for uh, four or five years, man, and I had, you know, I had twelve and eleven, twelve, thirteen year old kids, man, trying to get in my face as a grown man, you know, and trying to test me, man, and and it really those five years really really showed me just how bad um, you know, our, our our young people, especially our young black men, need mentorship, man. And uh, everything you said about this case and, and about, you know, society in general is true, man. Uh, I don't mean to use, you know, the language but I was always taught, you know, if you if you walk around looking like a nigga, if you act like a nigga, people gonna treat you like that. And so, um the thing that really got me is during the whole Trayvon Martin case, man. um you know the whole Trayvon Martin, Trayvon Martin case. It was great to see the black community as a whole come together for this issue. But um, you know the way that the way that certain things were handled, I didn't like. You know, like people were walking around with their hoodies on, and and and, and you know I could go into a, a whole lot more that was going on. But um, you know I think if we put ourselves in George Zimmerman's uh, position, and maybe it was a situation where we were we thought maybe our family was. Um, our family was in danger. You know, um, I don't. I think that you know, uh, many of us would have probably responded in the same way. And a lot of people don't want to do that. They want to make it a black-white thing. When in reality, um, you know, like you said, this issue goes back to you know, it goes back to how were his parents raising him. It goes back to the environment that he was raised in. Because, uh, like you were taught, man, I was taught the same way. Sometimes it's just better to just close your mouth. And to just avoid conflict, man, because there's people out there that are just waiting for you to mess up, man. And so, I, you know, I, I just, you know, I I just tell every every woman that that's have that has a child, um, every father out here, do the best you can to teach your kids, you know, right from wrong, man. Teach these kids that, you know, it's not cool being out here thugging. It's not cool to be out here sagging. It's not cool to be out here in the streets, man, because you know there's there's always trouble waiting for you. Whenever you
3: put yourself in that environment, absolutely. It's you
1: know, and I
0: think we all would like to, you know, make this a black or white issue. You know, we we as the black community have become really good at blaming the white man and and, and protesting when things are and when we when we feel as though we are being taken advantage of or or um, in some way oppressed. You know, by uh, but first of all, this is not a black and white issue. You understand that? This is not. And it's unfortunately uh, unfortunate that the media really played everybody. Because um, initially, because I remember when it first got reported, it was reported as like a hate crime or like some type of racial crime. George Zimmerman is not white. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This dude is Hispanic. You understand that? I mean, like anybody can look at him and see that. Like he's Hispanic. Period. So last time I checked, like, black on, like, Puerto Rican, black on Mexican, black on, like, any type of Hispanic. Like, that, to me, is not a a, a, a race crime, a racial crime. It's a crime, you know, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I think that uh, one thing I was going to say is that it would be nice to think that we could pretend, like, you know what I mean, like, when we go to these suburban neighborhoods When we go to these white neighborhoods, everybody is, like, super, you know, uh, afraid and and super cautious about making sure they lock their doors and doing different things. I mean, but that's just not the case, okay? I mean, let's let's cut the crap. Let's stop the BS. You know, it's not white people committing these crimes. It's not white people who are the stick-up kids. It's not the white people breaking in, doing these home invasions. Turn on your news, whatever city you go to, you live in, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's these black kids. It's not the black, the white kids going to these, you know, trying to stick people up for some LeBrons. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it's our own people. It's us. us is, now, I'm not saying crimes don't happen in the white community, but we got to be honest with ourselves. There's not a person within the sound of my voice that feels safer around black people than they do around white people. I don't care you're lying if you if you say you do. I don't care who you are you're lying. Everybody feels safer around other races than they do in their own hoods so that's the problem let's stop let's talk about the gang violence that is is quadruple the amount of lynchings. You know what I'm saying? The amount of gang violence in the last 15 years is more, is quadruple, not just more, but quadruple the amount of lynchings that there have ever been in the history of this country. You know, you understand that? Like, we, we are killing ourselves more than white people have ever killed us, yet we have the audacity to try to point the finger at other races as, as, as somehow holding us back. No, we're holding ourselves back. So, you know, George Zimmerman, you know, I tell you guys all the time, I could have been George Zimmerman. I could easily be George Zimmerman. Let me see somebody, you know, creeping around my neighborhood too close to my car where my daughter plays outside. I'm going to confront him. I'm going to ask him, hey, wh- wh- you know, what's going on? You need some help with something. What's, you know what I'm saying? Most likely he'll, he will not like the way that that com- – that, the way he's being questioned. He, who knows, he may try to say something to me. Maybe George Zimmerman claims he swung on him. Who knows, maybe someone will swing on me. And then there you go. You have the new George Zimmerman, Date on front page of the news. You understand that? And so I'm just saying that, you know, we all, we all have to conduct ourselves in the best possible manner. Do I think George Zimmerman could have handled that situation differently? Yeah, I do but if it went down the way he said it went down it is in fact self defense now the only question is did is that the way it happened we don't know they i was watching today they said that they uh ruled out they the judge decided not to admit certain technology that would um allow the 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 the, the 911 tapes to be played in the uh in the trial so we'll see how that affects You know, reasonable doubt. But there's the I can promise you now. There's no way he's going to be found guilty. That's not. It's just. There's too much reasonable doubt. I mean, that's if he is. I I mean, uh, any judge should set aside the verdict because it's that case is the a Shouldn't even be going to trial because there is reasonable doubt. I mean, anybody. There's not. There's not. There's no way it cannot be reasonable doubt. The fact that we're talking about it right now is reasonable doubt. So I don't want to make this a legal show, but I'm very much so into law. And, you know, I I encourage people to put their emotions aside and think about it, one, based on the law. Now, is the law flawed? Absolutely. Should there be some revisions in regards to, you know, do they really need to take a a long, hard look at stand your ground and, you know, what it all consists of? Yeah, I believe they do. It needs needs to be a little bit more strict as far as what it is entails and what it doesn't but as it stands now as the system is structured this shouldn't even be you know this shouldn't even be a trial you know so it is what in fact it wouldn't be a trial had the media not you know grabbed a hold of it like you know the way that it was so we'll see what happens you know just continue to watch we'll see what happens and you know if you guys have thoughts on it or or opinions on it definitely feel free to call into the show and express them on, you know, any night when we're live, we'll talk about it throughout the course of the trial, see how it goes. Uh, Courtney, any any thoughts, uh, any last thoughts on that before we get into tonight's actual topic?
2: Yeah, you know, I was just thinking, like, it would just be, um, it would be rather unfortunate if, you know, what really happened was that, you know, it wasn't self-defense. You know, and he actually, you know, Trayvon actually, you know, didn't do anything. But the thing about it is just his background and what we learned about, you know, know, how he performed in school, in addition to many other things, it just does not help the case because had he been walking down the street you know, in a, a suit and tie or something like that, then, I mean, this would be totally different. But it's it's unfortunate if, if in fact, he really, you know, was innocent that, you know, it just played out like that. And, you know, he he is, um, you know, perpetuating, he has perpetuated that stereotype. Um, right. So that's, that's yeah, what I and that's
0: a Yeah, that's a good point. And, and just on a general scale, we, like I said, my, I, I, and I can't help but to think back to, my mom and dad drilling into us all, you will not perpetuate this stereotype. I, you know, we weren't allowed to wear, I mean, I, what were we allowed to wear? Beepers, baseball caps turned backwards, hoodies, That's the, that's the irony. That's the irony. We weren't even allowed to wear certain things because of the fact that we did not want to be confused, or they did not want us to be confused, or even mistaken for 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 you know to being for being a thug or being you know uh, the the into the wrong types of things. So, and I just found it interesting that America responded by wearing hoodies. Why not respond by wearing suits? Why not respond by? Carrying briefcases. I mean, that's, that's what we need to be teaching these kids. I think we got enough hoodies out there. I think there are enough kids out here looking like thugs. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I think there's enough of that. So it is what it is. Let's keep it moving, though. One of the things I also wanted to discuss tonight was uh, we've been talking a lot about love and hip-hop. All right? A lot of, you know, we we talked a little bit about it on uh, Sunday night and one thing that I wanted to touch on, which I found very interesting, was Mimi and Nico and Stevie J. A very interesting uh, situation that we find. Um, just in regards to tonight's topic, we see a lot of this in today's society, which is games. Mimi is playing a very dangerous game with 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 Stevie J and Nico. I mean, at least she was, and in, which is a really good segue into tonight's topic of game playing. See, A lot of women, unfortunately, are playing games, and it's resulting in men fighting. It's resulting in men getting shot, you know, ongoing beef. And a lot of this stuff is all over a woman, you know, and it could be avoided. And and Mimi, you know, we touched on it the other night, where she knows the game she's playing. Like, she's actually doing it on purpose. She has gone through stuff with CVJ. Went to Nico, was letting him smash for a couple months, you know, and now Stevie J is doing what most players do. They're doing, they, he doesn't want her. Anybody watching that, please don't think that he wants her. He's playing his own game with her. You know, it's funny because I see a lot of myself back in the day in Stevie J. I know that's not a necessarily a good thing, but it is what it is. You know, a lot, there's a lot of games being played out here, a lot of playing with women's hearts, women's emotions. He had her. He threw her away. He broke her heart. Now he's reeling her back in, and it's just a cycle that they've been going through over the last 10 years, you know, and now he's doing it again, and he's reeling her back in, and it's working, and it's just perpetuating the emotional unavailability. And so the problem with it is, though, that now she's got more emotional unavailability as a result of dealing with Nico, but here's the thing. Nico doesn't give a damn about Mimi. In fact, he was just using her and playing his own game, like I said earlier, to get his video out there, to get a little bit of fame, a little notoriety. Nobody knew who Nico was prior to Love & Hip Hop, so he's playing his own game. In fact, if you saw the episode on Monday night, he was out there, he's out there, you know, rapping to other women, trying to get other women's numbers. Now, it happened to get back to Mimi, but you think he cares? He doesn't care, because he never cared about Mimi to begin with, because she's emotionally unavailable. That's how it goes. So it's all one big game that everybody's playing. In fact, did you guys see what Nico said to her at the end? He was like, so you're saying that, you know, me, you, and K. Michelle can't have a, uh, or was it K. Michelle or Carly, one of them, he was like, yeah, we can't have a threesome. And she was like, what did you say to me? He basically <laughs> called her a whore. That's how it goes, ladies. That's, remember when I told you if he's not looking at you as a wife, he's looking at you as a hoe? Well, clearly, Nico was never looking at, at, at Mimi as a wife. So what does that tell you? It tells you that he's viewing her as a whore, and that was substantiated when he blatantly asked her, can she have a threesome? How do you ask a woman that you're supposedly trying to build a future with, which we all should know is BS, but that you're supposedly trying to build a future with, how do you ask her to have a threesome with a known, another known whore. You understand that? And it blatant, I mean, that, that was the ultimate form of disrespect. So she cussed him out, he cussed her out, you know, and that was that. There are many women listening right now who can relate to that whole, you know, that whole cycle from start to finish. So I'm just telling you all, but you see how it started. It started with the game. It really started with the emotional unavailability that led to, Stevie J, that led to Nico, that led to the big game, that led to the tumultuous blowout, and now she's back to square one dealing with Stevie J. It's actually very sad. Courtney, you know, any any thoughts on that? I mean, anything you can relate to or just overall thoughts on that whole just big, ridiculous (laughs) drama fest?
2: I could relate to that um, that same situation because um, just the games that she was playing um, that those were things I was doing. So basically, you know, using another guy, um, you know, to get over an ex or whatever. That I mean, that that was something I I did because I thought that it I thought it would work. You know, that's what Mimi thought. She thought bringing Nico into the picture, um, you know, would make Stevie jealous and make him appreciate her. And that was something similar that, you know, that I did. And so I can relate to that. And then at the end of the day, realizing that both of them viewed me as a whore and were talking about me to each other and laughing like it was a big joke. You know, but in the beginning, I thought I was the one in control. I thought I had everything under control. You know, so that that's something I can definitely um, relate to. And then Stevie J. coming back and buying her a car. And, I mean, no one's ever bought me a car, but I've had, you know, guys come back and do nice things or, you know, buy me something. And in my head I'm like, oh, well, you know, maybe he, he loves me and he realized what he, you know, realized what he had. And that's what Mimi thought. You know, he doesn't want her, but in her head she's trying to fool herself into thinking that he does and that's the unfortunate part because that's it's a vicious cycle that she has to break.
0: Yeah, it's it's very vicious because like you said Courtney, I mean, it's nobody nobody is worried about Mimi. As I told you, I mean, she's literally like the worst possible woman. I mean, like her the, everything that we talk about, she epitomizes. I mean, just horrible attitude, the epitome of emotionally unavailable. I mean, no respect for herself whatsoever. Cusses, like I said, just, just horrible. I mean, the worst, one of the worst women I've ever seen in the history of, of, of just period. You know what I mean? And so, you know, it's no surprise that she finds herself in these situations thinking that she's in control. And ladies, Courtney touched on it. You cannot make a man like Stevie J jealous. You really can't make a man jealous, period. The whole jealousy thing is is a very overrated term and and often misused and misunderstood term because what you guys think is jealousy is really indifference, you know, and, and often ends up being a matter of disrespect. So when you say, oh, you're jealous, a lot of times not. He's not jealous of another man. He's not jealous of what someone else is doing because if he was, he would be treating you right to begin with. But because he's not treating you right, that basically tells he doesn't view you as a wife, which means he views you as a whore. And and that's how he's treating you. So when you go out there trying to make someone who doesn't even care about you jealous, it's like it just makes you look stupid and but more importantly, it it, it causes friction, like real issues between two men. Now, you know, luckily it didn't lead to that on uh with Nico and Stevie J, but Anybody who watches the show sees that it clearly could have. They could have easily came to blows at that video release party, and that would have all been specifically because of uh, Mimi. In fact, I think back, the, the the whole reason why Stevie J and Lil Scrappy got into a fight w- was because of uh, the game being played by, what's her name? What the heck is the chick's name? Uh, Courtney, you know her name. What's her name? Jocelyn. No, not Jocelyn, um, Scrappy's girlfriend.
2: Oh, Erica. That's right. Mhm.
0: Yeah, it was her fault. It was her fault. She was the one mouthing off, not knowing how to keep her mouth shut, blah blah blah, 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 blah. And, and Steve's like, yo, who are you talking to? Like, you know what I'm saying? He did he wasn't saying nothing to her. And then he you know, she disrespected him, so he disrespected her back. She went back and told Scrappy, next thing you know, those two men have an issue. But it started with Erica not knowing how to keep her mouth shut. And so I'm just saying these games have to stop because all it does because I mean the, game, the it's it's really a game in regards to how the men and the women are reacting, but it becomes real, you know, with the two men. That's like real beef. So James, any thoughts about that? Man, you ever found yourself in the in the middle of something specifically orchestrated by a woman?
1: You know what they done, man. I, to be honest with you, man, I've never really. Uh, really, I never really sat ra- sat around long enough. Once I figured out a woman was, you know, she was that she was the type that she wanted to play games, man. Because uh, to me, man, I, I just lose every every ounce of respect for any woman that chooses to go that route, man. I just lose every ounce of respect that I uh, that I had for her. But I will tell you firsthand, man. Um, I, you know, the, where I grew up at, man, it's gotten really tough. And uh, I've had I've had three friends that have been shot. Um, been shot, two of them died One of them lived But I've had three friend, three different friends over the past Probably seven or eight years That have been shot um, um, Because of a girl You know, fighting over a girl uh, One of the guys, unfortunately, man He had no idea That um, the guy, the, the one The two guys that the two guys that died One of them had no idea This chick was dealing with another guy on the side And the guy um, Rolled up on him in the club one night, man pulled out his gun and blew do the guy's brains out, man. Guy was laying on the ground, you know, in front of everybody. Brains on the brains all over the floor, man. And and so you know, I don't. They don't show the kind of stuff on television, you know, in love and hip hop. But in real life, that's that's the reality. What happens when these ladies go out here and they play games like they play? And um, I, I can even remember a story uh, that a story about I think it was uh, it happened maybe about a year ago in in the Bronx. There was a guy that was, you know, stringing two chicks along, man. And, um, you know, one of the ladies went over to the other one's house, and she lived on maybe the 15th, 16th story. And um, one of the chicks came out and pushed up, went over the leg, man, and the lady dropped 15 floors and died, man. And so, uh, you know, me and everyone, we got to realize that, you know, there's nothing good that comes out of playing games, playing with people's hearts, man. There's nothing good that comes out of it.
0: Yeah, not, not at all. Not, not man, it's, it's sad. Those are two crazy stories. I've had my own situations where, I, where I've seen friends. Funny thing is that all you guys have got, uh, have read my my novel, The Love We Had, I'm sure by now. You know, shout out to you guys. I actually got my first royalty check from, uh, from the re-release. Shout out to you guys. You know, I appreciate it. Thanks for all the support, uh, first quarter. Um, but if you haven't already, get it at, on Amazon and Kindle. But the story in there, and I don't want to give away too much, but the story in there where the young man is killed, yeah, you know, the book is, everyone knows the book is loosely based on my life. That's based on my friend. My friend who was killed, who I went to school with, was killed, and I just put it into the story in a, you know, in my book in a fictional type of manner, but the story is real that my friend was killed in a similar situation fighting over a young woman who was playing games. You understand that? So, I mean, these situations happen every day. Me, James, Marv, I mean, everybody has stories or maybe most likely knows someone who has been caught up uh, in that. But, yeah, definitely, um, if you haven't already, go ahead and get your copy now on uh, Amazon uh, and, and Kindle. The Love We Head, definitely a bestseller over the last, what, re- go back what six years now. It was a six-year anniversary. I re-released it. So if you haven't got, gotten it, definitely uh, everyone's favorite book. Let's, let's talk about some, uh, some other things going on here. Now, in fact, a lot of games being played online, a lot of games on Facebook. You guys see a lot of stuff, um, you know, from these debates and these, these interactions. What you guys don't see and what I don't talk a lot about see, because I'm a real guy. You know, yeah, I'm a relationship counselor. Yes, I'm a Christian man. Yes, I'm a, uh, you know, uh, you know, this is what I do. Talk show, you know, I'm a businessman. But at the same time, I am a real guy. You know, I'm not into I'm not a punk. I'm not into that, that, you know, that gay stuff. You know what I mean? And, you know, I don't like having a lot of stuff going on out there publicly. I'm not into the he said, she said, the Facebook back and forth and, you know, you'd be surprised how many people want to inbox different things, And but on, on more than one occasion, uh, people from the past have, you know, their women have said different things in a disrespectful manner on my page. I've said different things back in the past, um, and, you know, men have inboxed me, and so I say, well, you can call me. I've had more than one conversation with, with, with men about their women or their female friends on my page saying disrespectful things. So I'll just say this, you know, fellas, in regards to games, these stop, stop letting these women hype your heads up. You know, like if your women are on the pages for whatever reason of other men, you need to check your women. You know, tell your chicks to stay off my page. Tell them to stop listening to my show if they don't like what I have to say. You know, I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying, Courtney? If, if I, don't, I don't like having to give out my number and say, you know, give me a call if there's an issue. You know what i mean? that, that, But I will because I'm a real guy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm not into that, that the game playing. I mean, is that is that fair, Courtney, as a female?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's that's how it should be. It shouldn't be any type of games being played. And it's sad it has to get to that point, though, you know, where you have to actually have a conversation with the guy, you know, because she couldn't stay off your page. That's crazy. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, like, stay off my page. I really want to say something else, but just stay off my page. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't believe it or not. Stay off my page. You know what Don't, like, how are you going to get mad because your chick is on another man's page commenting and debating with, with things that he's saying on his page? Like, that's crazy. It's crazy, man. But anyway, you know, let's keep it moving. We're talking tonight. About, cause we had a pretty serious show. You know, when you when you talk about the Bible, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta keep it real. You gotta, you gotta keep a straight face. That Proverbs thirty one show was was an all time classic, and that we weren't even planning on doing that, Courtney. That was something spur of the moment.
2: Yeah, but those are like our best shows, though. You know what I mean? It's it's just real and it's raw. It's just great.
0: Right, right, right. So definitely, definitely, I can't stress enough, if you are a woman and you think you're a great woman or you consider yourself to be a virtuous woman and a Proverbs 31 woman and that's what you aspire to be, half the women talking about Proverbs 31 and being a virtuous woman really haven't even read all of, I can promise you, women have even reached out, they were like, yo, I didn't even, I heard of it, but I never even knew there was all of that in it. Yeah, it was all of that in it. So we went through the whole thing. All of Proverbs thirty one, the whole thing. If you missed it, man, you, yeah. it's a lot of disappointed women out there thinking they were Proverbs thirty one women, virtuous women. But you know, so I guess what I'm saying is, that we got we gotta we gotta lighten it up a little bit tonight. We're gonna to have a little bit of fun, you know. Talk about game playing. Talk about dating and relationships and tug of war with the panties. What is that? What, is, what does that even mean, Courtney? You, I mean, you know, what, what, what do you, what do we mean when we refer to and we talk about tug of war with the panties? What is that?
2: That's uh, basically a game that a lot of us women play, where you know we'll play all these games and make it seem like you know we want to have sex with a guy, but when it's time to do it, all of a sudden we don't want to do it anymore. All of a sudden it's oh my god, what are you doing? What Like, what's going on? Even though half the time a lot of us will be naked and still want to act like we still don't want to do it. And it's like, stop playing those games. It's either you're doing it or you're not. Don't play games about it.
0: Right. James, as a man over the course of your life, you know, not getting too personal, but you know we keep it honest here. What are your thoughts on, on that, man? Have you ever experienced tug-of-war with the panties? Do you know other brothers who have? How have you handled it? What What are your thoughts on that? No, not. I have,
1: man. It, you know, it, it started in college, man. You know, I, I've been over women's apartments, and, you know, she just all of, I, you know, at of the spur of the moment, she decides she wants to take a shower, and she wants to walk out, you know, with a little towel wrapped around the body in front of me, prancing around. But then when it's time to, you know, really get down to business, and like you said, she start getting into the tug of war with the, you know, tug of war with the panties, man. She wants to act all coy. She wants to act all shy but she wasn't acting shy when she was prancing around with, you know, with the water dripping off of her backside, man. And, you know, she knew. And these women out here, the, the, the crazy thing is, these women out here know exactly what they're doing. I think a lot of them have actually had, you know, what they're going to do planned out before the man even gets over to the crib. And, you know, I, I just, to me per, me personally, I just can't get into the mindset of trying to figure out why a woman would even play those games because, um You know, whatever respect and whatever value that we saw in them before, it you know, when you start playing those games, it automatically diminishes.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've been to women's houses. I'll tell you all two stories. One about me and one about a friend of mine. Same exact story situation that you had uh, that you just told, James. Same thing exactly uh, happened to me. I mean, as I'm thinking about that story, about four other stories similar just popped into my head, but I'm going to tell you all a couple I I met this young woman on Black Planet. Now, y'all remember Black Planet back when it was, like, this was before MySpace, before, you know, uh, Facebook. This was, like, when Black Planet was, like, the main. This was, like, around, like, 97. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when that was, like, the thing to do. And um, so I met this young woman on there. And in a, in a lot of ways, Black Planet was actually better and more, you know, interactive. But anyway, it's a whole other thing anyway. But I met this young woman. Crazy body, you know what I mean, very attractive, you know, had never talked to her on the phone, but had been interacting through, uh, through Black Planet. Ended up going by her house, and um, she lived with her, you know, her family. Long story short, this chick comes to the, the door, in and, in a, like, I understand what I'm saying to you. I met her, no conversations. The first meeting was when I just drove by her house, no dates, no nothing had never seen this woman in person had never even spoken to her i go by her crib ring her doorbell all right the young woman comes to the door in a towel okay and she's like oh i'm sorry i i don't i my i'm doing laundry and i had no clean no clean clothes i'm like really you know what I mean? like, oh, I'm like, okay. She's like, oh, but you can hurry. Just come in. She comes in. She's like, Oh, right, hold on, I'm be right back, running, like, you know, everything bouncing up and down, literally a towel and nothing else. I'm like, this chick has got to be kidding me. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, oh, I see what's going on here. I see what it's hitting for. So, you know, but then, you know, like, James, I mean, literally, same exact story as James said. When it came time to get down to business, she's playing games, acting like it's not what it is. Now now, see, James is a good dude I'm a good dude There are a lot of good dudes out here However, there are a lot of not so good dudes out here And this is where it becomes uncomfortable Because, there, it, you know, date rape Is the number one form of rape in, in this country And there's a lot of rapes going on out here um, And again, I'm not, I'm not you know, placing blame You know, no means, no, I get it But, you know, this show here that we do is not about, you know, placing blame or, you know, playing the blame game or anything like that. This is about helping women avoid. If you guys know our motto and our um, mission statement, it's specifically to help women avoid many of the uncomfortable situations that they often find themselves in at the hands of men. That's our mission statement. It has been the mission statement the entire time of the show. So, you know, to help avoid date rape or just being in uncomfortable situations, you, it's probably not a good idea to come to the door in a towel. It's probably not a good idea to, to, to you know, stroke a man's penis and play little sexual games but then tell him no. You don't want to get a man aroused to the point of thinking he's going to get sex and then not give him sex and then say no, if you don't want to be raped. I'm just saying, it. and again, it's not right to rape, but you guys know what I'm saying? Some men are not, you know, a pit bull should not bite your hand off. But if you play around with it, that's what's going to happen. You stick your hand in the lion cage at the zoo where it specifically tells you don't stick your hand in the cage. Well, guess what's going to happen? Is that right? No. But is it real? Absolutely. So these are things that can be done. Stop playing these games. As Courtney said, look, either it's going to go down or it's not. Understand, and we just got finished talking about this maybe a few weeks ago on another show, you get no brownie points. For how long you you make a man wait or how long you don't make him wait, it doesn't matter. You could play hard to get because you, you, you want to feel respectable or you want him to take you seriously. You want to feel virtuous. It's ridiculous. Virtuous women don't play sexual games. Virtuous women don't give off a sexual vibe. Respectable women don't give off a sexual vibe. So if you're playing sexual games expecting him to look at you in that manner, you failed miserably. He's just going to say, if you guys, in fact, uh, the funny thing about it is, you know, we give Steve Harvey a a hard time. Most of his stuff is 100% trash and absolutely unrealistic and will cause women to be dogs. But when you look, I was watching the movie Think Like a Man, and interestingly enough, the movie Think Like a Man, three quarters of the movie was absolutely 100% realistic. If you guys saw Think Like a Man, in fact, we did a three-night special on it. If you missed my special, definitely Google Think Like a Man on the Date Don Tolbert Show Part 1, 2, and 3 and listen to them because uh, three-quarters of the way you know, it showed, okay, the games that are being played and how the men are talking about it, how they are reacting to it, how they are adapting to them. You know, but now obviously you see how it ended. That's the problem. That's, you know, Tyler Perry ending, Steve Harvey ending, you know, it had the happy ending, which was totally unrealistic. But for three quarters of the movie, you know, it resulted in their games, resulted in those women being played. You understand that? The young woman, she felt, she's like, oh, I've got a a certain date rule, whatever, nine, day, 14, whatever the heck it was. These dudes don't care about that. You give a man blue balls, all he's going to do, he's not going to, Want you, or make it that's not going to make him want you even more. He's just going to go ahead and call somebody else the moment he drives off from your crib. I know I've did that plenty of times. These men are well, they that's okay. Okay, yeah, well, I'll have blue balls. I'll you know, uh, play your little game for as long as you want to play, but I've got a couple other things, and so you're thinking, oh my gosh, he was trying to get it. I didn't give in. Yes, you know, score one for me. You know, now I've got him right where I want him, when in reality he doesn't care about you and never did and never will. He's just biding his time until you eventually give in. Games do not work. Games, in fact, get you played. James, am I, am I lying to the ladies?
1: Man, Daydan, you're speaking 100% truth, man. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I honestly personally don't know a woman. Um, one single woman that, that has been known as a uh, as a woman that plays games that that is, you know, really really happy that really ended up in a in a good situation because of that. Um, I've heard of women, you know, like I said back in college and even in my you know my mid twenties. I've heard of women that, you know, ended up getting uh, you know playing games with guys and the guys got so pissed off that they end up, you know, running. Some of these women had trains ran on them. Uh, all kinds of crazy situations. And and like you said earlier, man, it's, you know, the woman never ends up on top. She may feel good about herself for a little bit. She may be able to call her friends and brag about, you know, how bad the guy guy may seem to want it. But like you said earlier, man, these men out here are not pressed. These men out here are not pressed for sex because they can get it from just about any woman they want. And most of these men are already dealing with two or three women on the side in addition to dealing with you. And so, for a woman to think that you know she can make this guy wait, and, and that'll make him respect her more, that's got to be one of the most ridiculous uh, mindsets I've ever seen. Because it never works. It never works out for her favor. I don't care how long she makes him wait. I don't care how good it makes her feel to see him, maybe pretending like he's going through pain. It's never going to work out at the end.
0: Right. Never. Never. Absolutely. I, I, and in fact, and Courtney, you know, you. Go, I'm going I'm to get you to tell that story, Courtney. You already know you got to tell the story tonight, but. A similar situation um, that I have uh, from back in the day, I remember, I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again tonight. Back when I was really clubbing like that, almost like right in my heyday, I'm talking about the peak of my player stage, I'm working at the bank, making a lot of money, right, you know, and I had a a cushion-like schedule, I mean, my day was like, Man, I got to work at eight, left when the bank closed at like three, three thirty, four if I felt like really putting in a couple extra, you know, hours just to like you know make a couple extra dollars. But long story short, it was a Sunday night, so I went to this very popular Sunday night spot. I'm in the crib, in the club with the homies, chilling, back in the VIP section. This, this drunk chick was just like, you know, you dance with somebody, but it's not even really dancing it's more so like just grinding and you know almost like you know dry humping and you know i ended up sitting down on the on the um like the couch or whatever and this this young woman is just basically giving me a a lap dance you might as well say i mean this is someone i just met had no idea um you know who she was but just dancing freak freakiness to the utmost and so um long story short we exchanged numbers and ended up uh, inviting me back to her place. I went back to her place. And, you know, it must have been, you know, 3, 4 in the morning. And I mentioned my job because I had to get up, you know, about 6, you know, get ready, you know, for work or whatever. And I was like, all right, you know, at least I'm I'm a smash. Cause, and normally I wasn't even pressed, but I'm being honest with you all. Like, you know, it was one of those times where I was, I was, was going to go down. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and so – she was playing tug-of-war with the panties, long story short. I mean, like, who does that? Who is, like, super drunk in the back of club, literally giving a, 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 a lap dance, but then invites you back to the place, allows you to follow them back to the place, but then tells you no. And all I'm saying is, and, and I'm not, you know, even Aaliyah had that song, If At First You Don't Succeed, Dust Yourself Off and Try Again. Men like myself can't relate to it. I don't know any, I mean, that's not what I do. You know what I mean, like, Real men, it's like, look, you got one chance. If it doesn't go out, it's a wrap. Like, delete. Number's going out the phone, period. There is no dust yourself off and come back and take me out again and, you know, try the whole situation again. That's ridiculous. And certainly, and women need to understand that they are, you know, they're calling these men cheap. They're calling these men uh, the type of guys who don't know how to treat a woman just because the woman is giving off an overly sexual vibe. Maybe the sex is already going down, but then these women have the audacity to wonder why these men don't know how to treat them or don't want to take them out and spend money on them on an actual date. They're wondering why all they're worth is a blockbuster night. Well, excuse me, duh, why would anybody in their right mind spend money on someone who they know will never be their wife? They've already smashed. What the heck would be the point in spending 50, 60, 70, 80 bucks on someone you already hit on the first night. I'm just asking. I mean, so that's ridiculous. So I, long story short, with that situation, I left, you know, uh, never called again, deleted the number out of my phone as I was driving home, and that was that. You know, but that's what, ladies, i got to understand. It's not that these men are cheap. It's that these men don't want to waste their time. They don't want to waste their time, they don't want to waste their money. You give off a sexual vibe, you will get sex, or at least a man will try to get sex from you. If you want to be treated respectably, you have to be respectable. I mean, I'm just—I mean, you would think that. See, this is the stuff that fathers need to tell their daughters. Like, why am I the one that has to say this stuff? These fathers should have to be telling these women not to dress like hoes, have some self-respect. What are your thoughts on that, James? I mean. What, was I wrong for that?
1: Man, you just you just dropped some major knowledge, man. And I hope these ladies are listening. Um, man, I don't. I just don't. Like I said, it. I have never, I have never come across a show that has that is that has given the ladies the inside look into how men think. Like this show has. There's not a book out there that that has even come close. There's not a television show that has come close. I mean, the reality is, ladies, you, you gotta listen. You gotta believe everything that myself, Adan, and Courtney are saying. Um, you're never going to come out on top playing games, you know. And um, you know, like I said, there's some guys out here that are, there's some guys out here that you may get, you know, you may get by on. You may think that you're actually doing something, but most men out here, like I said earlier, most men are dealing with multiple women. And if you and if you if you are the type that's going to play games, they're just going to keep it moving. You know, I'm definitely one of those men. I, I don't waste any time with a woman like that, man. I mean, back in the day, you know, I probably stick around and you know to, to get what I want, and then I'm out of there. But where I'm at now, man, I just I have no respect. I have very, very little respect, if any, for a woman that's all about the games, man. These women know what they're doing. It's not just a, it's not just a 21 year old woman playing games. It's not just a 20 year old woman playing games. You got women in their 30s and some women in their 40s that are still at it, and they've been hurt over and over again. Yet they just have not learned their lesson. So ladies, if you're the one that's, you know, if you're the one that's, you know, that can identify with what we're talking about. Get it together because,
0: you, you know, you never want to be happy with what you're doing. Yeah, Ladies, it just doesn't work out for you. You know, this is not a perfect world. This is not a perfect society. Things are not fair. If you give off a sexual vibe, you will be targeted for sex. And nobody wants to be targeted for sex. They say, hold on, wait a minute. You think I'm a hoe? In fact, hold on. One of the best shows we've ever done was my three-hour special on For Colored Girls. I promise you, if you're a fan of this show, if you're a new listener, you know definitely when For Color Girls came out. Like that week, we did an all-time classic show that will go down in the history as maybe one of the top three or four best shows ever. Google the 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 show For Color Girls, that the special that we did, and and listen to our discussion on how each of them, in their own way, uh, definitely uh, perpetuated and, and exemplified. Many of the issues that are going on in the black community in regards to black women, but uh, what's the chick's name? Um, uh, Sandy Newton, her character, when she was dealing with the guy, flirting with him, you know what I mean, all up on him, you know, and he brings her back to the crib, and he's like, all right, well, look, so how much do I owe you? And she's like, what? She's like, you think I'm a hoe? He's like, I mean, what, aren't you? Like, what you mean? She's like, get the the heck out of here. Get out of my back. And, like, he's like, yo, you crazy as hell. And that's how I would have responded because she presented herself like a hoe but then, you know, got indignant when she was treated like a hoe. Ladies, you can't be out here giving off these sexual vibes. You can't be out here wearing these short shorts, wearing these tights, and expect men not to look at you as hoes. What do you all think hoes look like? What do you think strippers who have sex with you in the champagne room? What do you think? How do you think they dress? I'm, I'm about to tell y'all something that's going to change the whole world right now. Y'all got to understand something, okay? Understand? All right. Fi- connect the dots. Follow closely. All right. When you go to the strip club, all right, there are women there who obviously strip, but they also have sex for money, right? So. By definition, that would make them prostitutes, a.k.a. whores, a.k.a. hoes, right? This actually happens. But before they get – they don't just, you know, materialize in the champagne room. They come from somewhere, right? They actually catch the bus there. They drive there. They walk there. However the heck they get there, carrying their big old suitcases. And these women – Are whores, understand, we just established that The way that these strippers, aka prostitutes, aka whores dress Is the same as many women out here Who are just walking about and conducting their normal lives You know, on the way to the club on the way to work, they're dressed in the same exact manner as actual whores, but have the audacity to get mad that men will treat them like whores. When I say whores, I mean actual whores, like women who have sex for money in the back of the strip club or in the bathrooms. You understand? you see a problem with that, ladies? Many of your Facebook pictures are the same exact way that whores dress. So you can't be mad when men confuse you or target you because they assume that you are going to conduct yourself in the same way. I'm just saying you have to you have to be aware of this stuff. Courtney, what do you, I mean, you yourself, Courtney, you know. Your pictures used to be similar to that, but you've seen and I've seen tons worse. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, <laughs> that is true. I think, um, you know, the problem is, you know, a lot of the women out there that are dressing like hoes, they of course they don't want to be treated that way, but it's like they create this, I don't know, idea in their head that that's what they have to do to get a man to treat them seriously. So their thinking is going to actually um, develop into a relationship. You know, dressing like that is going to get them a man and develop into a great relationship. And so, because you know the men are treating them like hoes, it kind of crashes their their fantasies and their dreams. And it's unfortunate. And it just always goes back to the lack of fathers, uh, which created that the idea in your head in the first place because you didn't have anyone to show you different. All right.
0: It's it's unfortunate. Now, Courtney, you actually have a story, you know, that has become kind of, uh, you know, a a cult favorite here on the show, you know, specifically in regards to game playing and the results or consequences of game playing. One story in particular involves the toilet. You have I've seen the thread going on in the group. They've they've asked you to tell the toilet story, if if you don't mind.
2: Yeah, I could tell it. I could tell it. Um, so basically um, I was trying to get back. I was trying to get back at a guy um, that I was, you know, interested in, I was feeling, and it was obviously he didn't like me, so I was wanted to deal with his frat brother. And so we met at a club and dancing. Everything was cool, and I was drinking. I was just pretty drunk. It was towards the end of the night. And, you know, it was obvious that – he was going coming home with me. And so we met back up in my place and I was very, very attracted to him. I was hoping that it was going to lead into a relationship. The crazy part. Even though I'm sitting there drunk, like crazy drunk. Um so we basically we go into my bedroom, you know, things get hot. Um, you know, every like clothes are all off by this point. And, you know, it's it looks like at that point you know it's about to go down at least according to him and so you know i i let him pull out the condom and everything i even let him put the condom on and everything knowing That I was not going to have sex with him And the reason I really I I didn't want to do it is because I thought that if I made him wait For it then he would respect Me and I you know I would look Classy or he would view me as a Respectable woman and so I didn't want to do it so but anyways I still let him put the condom on and everything And so as soon As he is about to penetrate me I said stop I said what are you doing And he looks at me like crazy Like what are you talking about and um, so basically what I, I did was I said, no, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to do that. Um, but, you know, I, I could still give you heads, so we could do that. So I pulled the condom off, and I did that. I'm thinking, okay, at least that's cool. Like, at least I did something. You know, at least, you know, I can satisfy him in some way. Um, and so I did that. I'm thinking it's not a big deal. And so, you know, we go to sleep or whatever. And the next day um, he's getting ready to leave. And I go downstairs and, you know, walk him out or whatever. And I just go to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, you know, it's time this morning, so it's time to brush my teeth, get ready or whatever. (laughs) So I go to the bathroom. And because of the way he played it off, like, it was cool. Like, I thought everything was all good. I'm like, okay, everything's going great. It's going to be a relationship. Yay. Go to the bathroom and brush my teeth. My toilet is stopped up with tissue, among other things. And he didn't even say anything. He just played it off like it was nothing. I had no idea that he did this. And it took a plunger and just a whole bunch of stuff to get that together. I think my toilet overflowed when I tried to flush it. It was so absolutely ridiculous. And from that point on, he didn't deal with me at all ever, ever again. So that's the story.
0: Boy oh boy. I mean that story gets more and more uh real every uh every time I hear it. James, had you ever heard that story and if so, what's your reaction to that man? That, that's crazy, Courtney. I
1: uh you know what? I, I agree with <laughs> I agree with you, Dave. I wanted you to use the bathroom before you left the tissue in there. <laughs> I'm just joking around. <laughs> but um no wonder you know, I'm pretty sure, I'm ninety nine percent sure that more than one woman they can relate to that. Um, you know, in in my case, man, she would have definitely got a good I call it a good tongue lasher, man. I would have she would have gotten cussed out, man. Um the the guy was the guy was pretty nice. I guess he figured he can get something out of it. But uh th- you know, that example just goes to show, you know, how much how how much, you know, respect we lose for women that um you know women that play games, I, I think that God would actually have more respect for her if she had have just given it up than he actually had for her um, after the whole ordeal. You know, I think he would have respect her a little bit more just for, you know, being honest with herself and being honest with him and, and just doing it and doing what he did and doing what she's going to do and handling her business. But she decided to play games and she ended up getting played for it. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure she learned a lesson from that.
0: Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you something, is that uh, <clears throat> it's funny that James just took the words right out of my mouth. He, he, understand, ladies, a man will have more respect for you. Well, I shouldn't say it. <clears throat> he's not going to have respect for you regardless, you know, if when you give it up. Any woman who allows herself to be a friend with benefits, get smashed off, you're not going to be respected. But it won't be as bad you know if you do it without the games okay if you guys are following me when you play games it 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 irks us and annoys us i can't even find out, cuz those aren't even strong enough words it just and i don't i really don't even want to say pisses us off cuz that would be too strong of a word but it really cuz it's not even that big of a deal cuz most likely he's just going to go and smash something off after that anyway so it doesn't make us mad per se but it is more of it just annoys us to no end it almost makes us just like have zero almost like a negative amount of respect for you so when i say that and when james says we would probably have more respect for you if you just went ahead and did it that's 100 percent true it's like okay at least she knows what she wants she's not playing the games and it is what it is and you it allows us to to just be on one accord and it's like all right that's just what it was, as opposed to me wanting something and you really want it, but acting like you don't want it. It's just, it's all, it's like high school. Remember back in the day, you guys all know, don't act like you don't know, back in the day, like, nobody really had sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least when I, when I was in school, it was like these women out here, like, I, and I graduated high school in 96. And I'm just being honest with you, like, the fellas know. Back in the day, women were not having sex like that. You know what I'm saying? Not like it is today. Nothing even of the sort. Back in the day, it was like, you'd be lucky if you got a grind on. You know what (laughs) what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, if you got your grind on, it was like, yo, you know, did you hit? Like, nah, man, but I at least got my grind. Like, yo, that's what's up, man. Like, oh, yeah, that's what's up. Okay, cool. You know, now it's like these women are just super freaks and super hoes. You know, and it's like grinding. Like, what? What the heck is that? I mean, James, you know what I'm talking about, man. We're around the same age.
1: Absolutely then I graduated in ninety nine and, and women were not women were not getting it in like they now like they they weren't they aren't getting it in they're getting it in more now than ever man and it wasn't it was not the same when I was in high school man I mean you know we would you know we all we always had one or two homies that would come back and tell us what had happened when he yeah, had been with a chick, but
0: you know today everybody's
1: getting it now man.
0: Yeah, man, it, it, it's crazy out here. So I'm just saying, ladies, you wanna, you wanna, you know, definitely have respect for yourself. I'll tell a story I've never heard. I've never told in my life, or I've told, but not here on this show. Y'all think y'all heard all these stories? Y'all haven't heard any stories. You know what I'm saying? As many stories as you think you've heard from me, y'all haven't heard anything. Understand that there are tons of stories. Y'all, listen. You want to talk about games being played? We, if y'all remember the classic show we did on the sleepers. The whole sleepers show, Courtney, you know about that with the, you know, the asking them the four questions, and if you got one wrong, you got a penalty. And listen, I've had women, you know, but literally butt naked and blindfolded, you know, being, like, video, like, on camera. You understand that? Like, these are the types of, like, games that are being played and that women are allowing to be played, yet still wondering why they are not being taken seriously. But that's not even the story I was going to tell you all. One time, I was um, I was in a situation where um, oh, I was almost forgot to lost my train of thought for a second. We were Greek weekend. Uh, I want to say around ninety nine ninety, or maybe ninety nine two thousand something like that. Greek weekend, big Greek picnic. You know, there was a uh, you know a party at the YMCA that everybody goes to here in Philly around or back in the day. At least that's how they did it. It was like you know, Kappas. You know, cues. They, I mean, all the sororities went there. Party walked. You know, it was like if you were a Greek at that time, you're like a freaking superstar. And um, so we were all posted up. You know, at, going into the party, we met these these uh, young women. I'm not going to put their sorority out there. I want to, but I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Not that it matters because <laughs> they're all freaks. You know, what I mean, just to be real with y'all, they're freaks in every organization. Freaks all over. You well, know, women are women. In fact, some of the biggest freaks are sorority freaks, but that's just a whole nother show. But um, these road trips were crazy. But anyway, <laughs> you know, don't get me started on these stories, guys. Understand? And I see some calls. We'll take some calls. But these stories are crazy. They're coming back to me. But we're going into the Y party. It's like a the pre-let, pre 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 let in, you know, because everybody's waiting to get in. So these young women approached us, me and a couple homies. And, uh, you know, from Detroit. We ascertained that they were from Detroit, you know, just there for the weekend. And you know, they were like, oh, man, you know, what's up? You guys, y'all, you're going to save me a dance when you get into the party. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll see what's up. When we get in there, what's up with y'all? Oh, yeah, we're from Detroit. We're just here, you know, trying to have some fun. I'm like, okay, we y'all staying it? And they're like, no, we're down at the Double Tree downtown. I said, oh, for real. I said, okay. I said, what's up? I mean, what, party at y'all crib later on? She was like, hey. Hey, that's what's up. Okay, so we exchanged numbers. It was maybe I think uh, it was only two of them, but it was like three of us, maybe four of us, or whatever. So long story short, took the numbers. You know, had really no intention of calling. Up. But it turned out after the club, it was like, right, yo, what's up with those chicks? We would call them up, see what's up. Called them. You know, they're like, oh, what are y'all doing? We're going to the diner getting something. To eat, but we're going back to the to the uh, the hotel. Y'all, you know, y'all can come over if y'all want to. Now by this time, it's about. Three four o'clock in the morning, so fr- like a Friday night, so long story short, we go over to uh, we get a couple we dropped off our one home and he had someplace else to go. so it was like three of us went over to two you know their their uh, uh, hotel room. So we're chilling, and uh you know y'all know how it goes, James, you know how it goes court, you know how it goes. you know it's four o'clock in the morning, you know, and you don't, you don't really know someone like that. You know sex is going down. But it's like you know nobody wants to just start it off, jump it off, so we're all in one room, <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's like that that awkward uh uh elevator conversation, you know what I mean, like just small talk, you know, and then all of a sudden the, this one the one young one we are just it was like me and the homie were on one bed, and me and my the other homie was was on the other bed with the other woman it's like two the twin beds where long story she just starts it off like hops on top of me and starts going crazy, like out the blue. And I was like, "Whoa! Like, what's going on?" So, and you know, I will let you guys use your imaginations about you know what happened after. But what I'm saying is, even in retrospect, now these were hoes. Don't you know? Don't get me. Don't get it twisted. There's no positivity in this story in regards to them not being hoes. I mean, because clearly they were hoes, but you know, sorority hoes. But you know, at least they were. They were. Uh, there was no game playing. There was no foolishness. It was like, hey, this is what it was. We're here for the weekend, and, you know, we're here to have a good time. And so that's what it was. So I guess what I'm saying is there was more respect for those young women than some of these other women, who, which will have the same result but just make you jump through a million hoops in the process. Courtney, what do you think about that story? What do you think about these sorority, these sorority hoes out here?
2: I mean, that's that's really how it goes down. I think that, um, you know, people have a misconception. A lot of times they'll, they'll put them on a pedestal, you know, but they're they're human beings, just like, you know, the rest of us. And unfortunately, it's a lot of them that are hoes and are engaging in hoish activity activities. And I saw it all through college, so definitely, definitely, especially on like road trips or, you know, whatever. Like you could walk into somebody's room and it would be like a girl trying to hide under the sheets as if she's not she didn't just have sex with a guy. It was just like crazy stuff like would go on like that all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is the problem out here. Now, see, see, it's, it's interesting because I don't know who you guys think I am, but I'm in a very, 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 very unique position in regards to this whole dating and relationship arena. Like, as far as age-wise goes, it's, it's very interesting because I came up, like you guys know I don't hide my, like I'm 35 years old, and so a lot of the things that I did, You know, I was doing as a 17, 18, 19-year-old, you know, with women who were also that same age. So, you know, my personal experiences on a large scale a lot of times really show why many, because you hear a lot of conversation topics about why there are so many 30-year-olds, 35-year-olds, successful women at that age but are having an issue finding a man. Well, you guys got to realize Yes, the, the the women from Detroit, the sorority chicks, the sorority hosts were you know what I mean, like were freaks and they were wilding out that weekend, but these same women are now, you know, fast forward this you know, my age. You know, thirty five and you know, and see nobody talks about the double tree, you know, Greek weekend when they're trying to figure out why can't I find a man? And you know these all these Steve Harvey women are calling and what's up with these men out here? And these men ain't this, and nobody's out here knows how to treat a woman. Well, a lot of times you guys got to realize that your past have ways of coming back to haunt you. Okay, guys, and we're gonna talk about a post that James actually uh, put up that that uh, pertains to that. And I'm not saying you've got to reveal your deepest, darkest secrets, but on a large scale, you have to be honest. If you gave it up, if you got a train ran on you, because, again, and I'm not going to go into too much detail, but remember what I said, guys. (laughs) There was an odd number of people in that room that night, okay? You know, it was two of them. (laughs) I'm just saying, guys. You know what I mean? And these are situations that I'm sure they will not tell their future husband, their boyfriends, their babies, whatever it is. And and I and I you know, if you don't want to, you don't want to, but I'm just saying it's best to not even put yourself in those situations. If it's a situation that you have to lie about, it's probably best not to invite the men who you just met that night over to the double tree. It's pr- when he says Oh, hey, is it okay if my homie comes on? I got to go pick up my friend. Is it okay if he stops by and it just happens to be 2.30 in the morning? It's probably not the best idea. If someone calls you and says, "Hell, I'm in the neighborhood. you mind if I stop by? He's not going to wife you up. He's trying to smash. You guys have heard a lot of these stories when this show was done from a different format, a different perspective. You guys are trying to take me back there, but... You know, we're not going to do that We'll take some calls though But these are deep stories though These are real stories And everything we're talking about We talk about seven nights on a, a week on the show Is specifically designed To help you guys Not make these mistakes And not find yourselves in these uncomfortable situations James, man You ever find, found yourself in the double tree At four o'clock in the morning Or, or a similar situation?
1: Oh man, you know what I have, man And and I've I've met some freaky women in my day, man, and you know I'm not going to get into the stories either, man. But it's, it's it's almost scary, you know, how some of these women can behave. And and the crazy thing is, you the professional women seem to be the ones that are the freakiest, man. And I'm not going to get into that either. That's another show. <clears throat> but you know, I um, I can relate to when you talk about some of the 30, you know, the ladies that were in their 20s back when you knew them and they were freaks, and now they're 33, 34, 35 and they're wondering, you know, where did the years go? And a lot of them are complaining, you know, I can't find a good man. Um, You know, where are all the good men at? You know, and they're out here bashing a lot of men and complaining, but they don't talk about, you know, the the years from 20 to 26 or some even longer. They don't talk about the best years of their life and how they spent the best years with their head buried in a pillow. You know, they're they're only talking about what's going on now. I and mean, you can't ex you can't waste the best years of your life dealing with a bunch of men and then expect, you know, when, when you get ready to settle down that the right one's just going to pop up. It doesn't work that way.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I, can't, I mean, there's really nothing even more for me to say. Don't waste the best years of your life with your head buried in the pillow. I mean, that's a quote right there. I will quote that and I will give James credit and y'all will see that on Facebook because that's real. You know, stop letting these dudes smash. Stop playing these games. Stop thinking that sex is going to lead to a relationship. It doesn't work like that. You don't start out getting looked at as a piece of sex and then magically morph into being viewed as his wife. You can't send him all these naked pictures of yourself and then expect him to, you know, and then knowing he shows those pictures to his homies and then, you know, they're disrespecting you, making fun of you, just like in think like a man. And then all of a sudden, those same men who saw you twerking it butt naked, those are going to be his groomsmen and his best man giving the speech, talking about how great of a woman you are. You know, like, my best man, he gave a a, a speech about my wife. This wasn't someone who was dis, who had disrespected my This is someone who, you know what I'm saying, like, this is how it should be. You can't expect that those same men who have seen your pictures, who have seen the videos, who have listened to you uh, uh, play with yourself online, I mean, on uh, you know, on three-way, you can't expect those same men to then give you a pass and say, okay, I see you now as my homie's wife. No. See, y'all didn't think it got that real. You said, wait, wait a minute, playing with, what are you talking about? That Yes, you know what's going on. Don't act like y'all don't know what's going on. These freaky things that these men are asking you to do are done specifically with the sole purpose of having a fun experience to share with their homies and to disrespect you and to get props at the barbershop. That's it. That's it. Courtney, were you aware of that?
2: Not before listening to this show, no. (laughs) You know, because I I was that woman, you know, that was being joked about. Um, It was just one big joke. And you know, I thought it was the opposite. I thought, oh well, all these men, you know, they're talking about me so much, they must all wanna wife me. Like, no. <laughs> not at all.
0: No, nah. yeah, not at all. Yeah, so it is way. Let's go to the phone lines though. I see a couple calls. Six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one on your keypad if you have a question or comment. We're talking tonight about games being played. In and out of the bedroom. There's a lot of games being played, and we want to shut the door on them. We want to just eradicate games from the whole equation. Either it's not going to happen or it is going to happen, but don't play games in the process. Make 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 your choice. Make your decision. All right? You're going to be a hoe or to not be a hoe. 240 Area Co. Welcome to the Date on Tober Show.
1: Hey, Dino, this is
0: Randy. Hey Randy, what's up, man? Hey, I have a question, a silly question. I hate to ask you this though, but if women play games with men that that they really like, it's gonna come back to haunt them. Well, of course.
4: Oh, it is. Cause I was thinking it's not gonna haunt them though, but yeah. <laughs> why, what, what do you?
0: What, why? What do you? Let me ask you. This, why wouldn't it come back to haunt them? Um, because, uh, let's say, like, let's say that I like a girl, right, a woman, right, and she's playing hard to get, and the next guy that comes across her, she likes him, but, and the guy's playing her. Okay, so, would you still, would you still wife her up if she was playing games with you? No, I wouldn't. That's, that's what I mean There you go That That's how it comes back to haunt her. It doesn't work out for her Because she liked you But she's playing hard to get So that makes you not want to wife her up And so she loses in the end Because you're a good dude Right Right And then the next guy She uh, sees And she likes him And You know yeah, It's just Hey Randy man I appreciate you calling it it's a, it's a vicious cycle It's a very vicious cycle You know We've all as men Have experienced it in one form or another, and and like uh, it's funny. Here's the thing: I've even listen. You know me. I've counseled hundreds of women privately. Like that's what I do. And did about eight sessions today. Um, courtney, Courtney be doing. She's getting her weight up. She's doing like three or four sessions a day now. So we're taking over the whole relate the counseling industry, guys. Email us datan at trctoday.com dot com or Courtney at trctoday.com, dot com and schedule that free session if you if you if you want realness. If you want to change your life, if you want just you know hear real stories and, and ways to improve your life, get, reach out to us. But uh, well, you know, one of the things that you got to realize is that game playing, you know, is 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 a cycle that will only lead to one place. Because if you are if you like a, a man, like I said, I, I've heard, I've had women tell me specifically, I have given men that I liked a harder time than men who I knew I had no future with. If it was a man I knew I had no future with, I let him smash on the first night. But if it was someone who I really thought I could have a future with, I would make him wait because I wanted him to respect me. Now, I mean, if that's not, and you know, I get it. I, I understand where that comes from. It comes from, you know, wanting a man to view her seriously and her making playing hard to get because she has the, he has the potential to hurt her. She, he has the potential to cause her guard to go down to the point where she could allow herself her heart to be exposed where it could be hurt potentially. So that's why she's making him wait, playing hard to get, to make sure that it's right. But understand that will not work because even the man who might have looked at you as a respected woman and might have you know, wanted a future with you will be turned off by the game playing. Guys, understand, games only make us want to smash more. That's all it does. If you guys remember my famous fly analogy that I've told about a million times, that's it. If you're chasing a fly around, yeah, you'll chase a fly and chase it all day. But the moment you catch that fly and you kill it, you smash it up against the wall with a fly swatter, you throw it out into the trash, never to think about that fly again. And that's what happens, ladies, when you make these men chase you. You get smashed and thrown out, and he never wants to talk to you again or have anything to do with you again. It's inevitable. In fact, we become obsessed. Let me see a fly in, in, in my little, what I call my sanctuary right now. I will I will chase it. I might even play a couple commercials, and we don't even play commercials, and I will chase that fly down and destroy it, only because it has, it, it has challenged me to chase it. And that's what I'm trying to tell y'all. That's what these men will do when you're throwing the booty in their face, when you're playing tug-of-war with the pennies. Yeah, they'll chase you, and you're thinking, wow, I really wanted this attention from my father, but you're giving it to me. So that's, you know, it's not as good, but, you know, I'll, I'll take it since my father's nowhere in the picture. And so, it, but it's not the same. It's really unfortunate. We'll take more calls, though. Shout-out to Randy. Good, uh, good call, good question, man. James, anything you want to say about that?
1: man great uh great analogy about the fly day time man you know i've you know it you know I've been a Christian for a while man, but of course we all struggle and we have you know we have things we're working on man, and you know the analogy you used about smashing man is is one hundred percent truth man you know i've i've you know i've 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 been around women that have played games you know recently as you know two or three weeks you know two or three weeks ago, man, and in my brain, you know I'm thinking this chick does really, she just really does not know who she's messing with because she better be lucky that, you know, she better be lucky that I've given my life to Christ. Because if I wasn't saved, man, if I wasn't looking for God, I would, I would play the games and I'd smash her off and then I'd never have anything to do with her again. And, you know, that's the mentality that most men or a lot of men have when these women play games. Just absolutely, uh, I, like you said, I can't put pinpoint the right word, but it's, it's it's just a disgusting thing. And, and ladies, like I said earlier, i said it so many times over and over again, you're not going to come out on top playing games with these men. You're not going to get any respect by playing games with these men. If you just be who you are, be honest with yourself, and, and avoid the games, I guarantee you you'll get a lot more respect
0: than you would if you were playing the games. Right. And it's unfortunate because, you know, society will tell women that they have to put out they have to give off a sexual vibe if they want a man to be, uh, to look at them in a serious manner. When in reality, we are not looking for women to have sex with us. We're In fact, we're looking for women who will not have sex with us. I'll tell you guys a quick story, and I've told this story about a million times on, in the past. But uh, my homie, was uh, dealing, back in the day, was dealing with this young woman. I mean, nice woman, beautiful, uh, nice personality. He was really excited about it, and when I say really excited about her, I mean really excited. He was. Um, he told me he was going out with her and going to show her a good time. Took her, out. and this was at a time period where where we didn't even really spend money on women like that. You know, we didn't even take women out. It was just like, you know, unless they were like wifey. But he was really feeling her, so he took her out and uh, called me before the date, and uh, he's like, "Yo, I think she might be the one." I was like, all right, well, cool. Hit me up afterwards. Let me know how it goes. He calls me up about midnight. I'm asleep. He's like, oh, yo, man, I can't believe this. I said, what happened? He's like, I said, how'd the date go? He said, man, I'm pissed off. I said, for real? I said, wow, what happened? He's like, man, I hit. I said, dang, for real? And see, a lot of women, they would think that, wow, two men talking about a man getting sex on the first date, you would think that would be a cause for celebration. You would think that would make a man happy. You would think that he got what he wanted. But this is a man who just had sex with a beautiful woman, who he was feeling, who he had planned on wifing up. But the conversation that he had with me at about midnight on the drive home from her place was almost a conversation of depression, but more so disappointment because he had such high hopes for her actually being different from the rest of the women out here The rest of the hoes out here The rest of the women who did not And do not respect their bodies So unfortunately Yes he got sex But it was not, And I heard it in his voice And I sympathized with him Because I actually wanted him to I was like wow I, One of us has made it He's actually found wifey Because he was so excited about it And I, I, I felt for him Because I know the same feeling Of wanting something But being disappointed When the woman disappoints you by allowing you to have her body, now a lot of women women right now are listening in. They're saying, "Wait a minute, David. I don't care. I've been tuning in for the last couple hours. I listen to your show on a regular basis. But it would seem to me that if you guys as men don't want to have sex with a woman, why would you not? Why would you have sex with her? Why don't you just not have sex with her and then you won't have to be disappointed?" Well, okay, I get that. I'm glad you guys asked. I'm glad you guys brought that up. And you're right. That would make sense. But, again, this is not a perfect world. My dog, i use the dog analogy. Dog, I have a dog. He's laying right here next to me. Now, he will eat anything that I give him. He always likes likes to beg. If I'm eating a steak or fries or whatever it is, he's going to want some. Sometimes I give him a little bone or whatever it is to chew on. Uh, But anyone who's a pet owner knows dogs cannot have chocolate. Okay? I mean, it will kill them. And if not, make them very, very sick. But most likely, kill them. All right. And so, if I give him, a, I could have a ch- big or Hershey bar right now. Give it to him. Is he going to tell me no? That's going to make me sick. No, no. He's he knows it's going to make him sick. You know what I'm saying? Let's just assume he knows it's going to make him sick. He will still eat it. Why? Because he's a dog, and that's what he does. Dogs eat things that you give them. And that's the thing about men. Doesn't matter you know if we really want it or we don't we will, we are humans a lot of times you put it in front of us we will you know take it even though we know it's not good for us we know that it is not what we ultimately want we want love but that's what i'm saying ladies it's up to you it's up to you to be strong it's up to you to resist and say you know what i'm going to respect myself and then he will in turn respect you this is a very flawed system. If you're trying to make sense of this or you're trying to rationalize it, it's, you, you, you give it up. It's, there is no justification. There is no rationalization. It's just how it is. It's up to you to keep your legs closed, and we as men will follow your lead. If you respect your body, we will respect you. If you don't, you will not be respected. It's just, that, it's just how it is. Just saying, James. Am I have I said anything as a man that's incorrect? You haven't, man.
1: And these ladies are never going to hear this information anywhere else, man. One hundred percent truth, ladies. And I don't. I, I, I want to say it the right way, but you do dictate the. You know, you do have a lot to say in the relationship. And when you do give it up early, just know that um, that the chances of this guy losing all respect for you are, are have dramatically increased. You know, ladies, it's best to just, just like I said, keep your legs, keep your legs closed, and you know, let the man get to know you for who you really are. Because I've, I've been in that situation, day to day, man, where I've had hopes. It's, I've, I've been in that situation twice, man, where I've had high hopes for a woman, man. I could, you know, I could see myself really spending, you know, really spending the rest of my life with this lady, man, and you know, really considering her as wifey material, man. And as soon as, you know, the sex went down, or as soon as she started playing the games, man. It was almost like, you know, a heartbreak, man. And I've lost a lot of sleep over it, man, and women don't realize that. But, you know, when a man is really feeling you, you know, um, when a man is really feeling you that and, and, you, and you're and giving it up like that, it, 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 it does affect us, and we do have a negative uh, outlook on that. And so, ladies, just do yourself a favor and just keep those legs.
0: That's it. Keep those legs closed. You know, just, and it's, it's weird, it's very interesting Because I see some calls, we'll take more calls But you guys, it, it's it's very simple actually A lot of people are thinking it's complicated It's not complicated at all It's no 90 day rule It's no, you know, lady in the streets freaking and she's trying to figure out what we No, look, just keep your legs, the, the Bible Be a Proverbs 31 woman, be a virtuous woman That a virtuous woman, as we established the other night, is a wife you know what I'm saying? So, so if you conduct yourself as a virtuous woman, you will be a wife. That's the scripture. If you missed the show, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you, but if you missed it, definitely listen to the archives. But if you missed it, a virtuous woman is a wife. The whole Proverbs 31 is about a wife and how she carries herself in a relationship and specifically in a marriage. So if you conduct yourself in that manner as a single woman – It will absolutely lead to you having a husband, plain and simple. Keep your legs closed. That's it. No, I don't care what these men say. I can't wait for my daughter to get old enough. I will tell her, I mean, and I will not just tell her to keep her legs closed, but as I do with you guys, I will explain to her the the thought process behind keeping your legs closed and how it will help you get what it is that you ultimately want. It's like if you tell a child, hey, look, you know, don't eat all these cookies all at once, you know, what are they going to do? Well, as soon as you leave, they're going to be in the cookie jar. But if you tell them, if you eat all these cookies, you're going to get a whole bunch of cavities, and they're going to have to go to the dentist, which you know you hate. Are they going to eat all the cookies? Of course not. That's how you get them to buy in. You guys get it. The buy-in is you want a husband. You tell some women to keep their legs closed, they're going to do the opposite. You know, because most of them are freaks and they want to have sex, just being honest. But you say, hey, look, if you keep your legs closed, you'll get a husband who will respect you. That's how you change lives. I don't know what Steve Harvey's talking about with this 90-day stuff. What the heck is that all about, Courtney? Where's the rationale in waiting 90 days?
2: Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And But you know what? That's what... That's what this world is pushing, really, Satan, but, you know, using, um, you know, people in this world to really promote that, you know, the 90-day rule. Even before that book, um, you know, a TV show, um, Girlfriends, Joan had a 90-day rule. And so, I mean, we see it everywhere, and women are looking at that, and they're thinking, well, that's what I have to do to get a man to respect me. And when it's in fact the opposite, like if you're gonna have play all those games and you know think that he's gonna respect you after those ninety days, you really have it twisted. Cause you might as well have just had sex the first night if you were just gonna play games.
0: That's it. That's listen to what Courtney just said. If you're going to wait ninety days, you might as well just give it up on the first night. A man would have more respect for you if you give it up on the first night than if you make him wait and you're playing these games and you talk about all this foolishness like, oh, no, I'm just making him da-da-da-da. Like, it's just foolishness. <clears throat> so just you know, respect yourself and uh, and keep moving. Real quick, I want to take some calls. We'll go straight to the phone lines. But can I talk about this Somebody posted post in the group, this uh, uh, Sasha Obama picture? And this is a perfect example of what we're talking about. These kids out here are being hoes. They're starting off early being freaks. They're having these role models. They're they're out here, um, you know, looking up to and idolizing women who themselves have no respect for themselves. And, and uh, it's having an adverse effect. You see Sasha Obama out here with these Daisy Dukes on. Yes, it appears that she has some type of black boy short tights or whatever you want to call them, but... I mean, I don't think there's anyone who, who would disagree that, I mean, these shorts are are just way too short for a 12-year-old, you know, girl to have on. But, I, I mean, I don't even want to focus on the age because if a 24-year-old girl, if a, if a 30-year-old woman had these shorts on, she'd be viewed as a hoe. So why is Sasha Obama any different from wearing the same shorts that would make would mean that anyone is 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 going to be looked at as a freak or as a hoe. I mean she's no different. I'm just asking like what's the what's the difference? How is that okay? What where is Barack Obama? Where is Michelle Obama to say you are not going out here with those shorts on? Those are too short. What kind of father allows their daughter to walk out their house looking like a a hoe? I'm just I'm just asking that. That's the problem out here. What did I say earlier when talking about Trayvon? I said that you can't be considered a great man if you have kids and you're not a great father. I'm just I'm just saying. James, did you what do you, I mean, what do you think about that, man? Are those shorts too short to you?
1: That's crazy, Dana. I? I didn't see the picture, man, but I can only imagine. And you would think, you know, out of all the role models that we have to look up to in the black community, you know, Barack is probably one of the most visible
0: it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, but then again, I mean, this is the same person. And Google this stuff. This is the guy when they asked on the campaign trail, hey, uh, Barack, man, so, uh, you know, when you're you know getting ready for a big speech, I mean, who do you listen to? Who's on your iPod? Uh, well, uh, you know, I like a little uh, Jay-Z, you know, that, like, what the, oh, okay, you listen to, you know, Jay-Z, you know, disrespecting your religion, you listen to Jay-Z uh, talking about raping and killing and raping and pillaging women and women and children, I like, okay, that's what you enjoy listening to right before you're about to preach about how, you know, it's important for us to respect ourselves as a people, I mean, just foolishness. This is the same person who said, "Wow, I mean, I couldn't think of a better role model for my two young girls than than Beyonce." I mean, like he said, do well, you think about Jay Z and Beyonce. Oh, I think they're great people." These are direct quotes from Barack Obama, and these are people. I mean, you got and people see no problem with this. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's as I mean, it's like one of the most ridiculous things that the president of the United States, you know. <laughs> sees Beyonce as a great role model for his daughters, a woman who prances around butt naked on a, and and showing her crotch exposed on stripper poles and nipples popping out, coochie hair showing. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Jay Z is, I mean, you guys know I'm a convicted felon. You know, glorifies murder and drugs and I mean, just the whole nine. I mean, and just the probably two of the worst individuals possible. These are people who are being co-signed by the president of the United States. I mean, when has it ever been okay for presidents or presidential candidates to associate in any way with convicted felons? James, I'm just asking. When, I mean, George Bush doesn't even do that stuff. When is that okay? You know
1: what, they die, man, when I, read, when I read the article and when I started saying um, – Pictures and, you know, on television of uh, Barack and Jay-Z and Barack and these different rappers hanging out, man, I just shook my head, man, because I think back, you know, as dirty as politics are, I think back to all the other presidents, and, and it seems like Obama's the first one to to have put himself in this position where he's, you know, where he's trying to relate to these guys, man. And, it, and to me it's absolutely embarrassing, you know, it's absolutely embarrassing, man, that he would, you know, that he would even mention, Beyonce as being, you know, the ideal role model for his his um, you know, his daughters. Why not mention his own wife? Why not mention some of the other classy ladies that are out here working, working hard and and, and that are making their money and that are living living good lives, man. And that are not out on the streets, man. Why why not them? Why does he have to go and pick the woman that every time you see her, she's got her legs wide open or she's rolling around on the on the stage? You know, or she's talking about you know how glorifying being single and being independent and not needing anybody. I just don't understand, man, and, and it's it's a problem in our black community, man. It's an attack on us, and and, and our women are are suffering for it. Our, our women are suffering because of it, and I'm just I'm
0: just uh, fed up with what I see, man. It's absolutely embarrassing to me, man. It's crazy. It's a sin and a disgrace. And I'll tell you all, I'm I I promise you, I'm going to go to these phone lines and see if more calls lighten up. But one of the things that I'll say is that you have to – I want you all to watch, um, watch, what is it, um, Left Behind, 1, 2, and 3 with Kirk Cameron. And if you watch the first one, there's a scene in there where the actual Antichrist, you guys are familiar with it, he actually kills someone. You know, like, he shoots him, like, in cold blood. You know what I mean? He goes on, he gives his whole speech about how he's, you know, evil and how he's just going to take over the world and his evil plans. And he tells this to people, and everyone knows it. But then it's like right after that, like, after he leaves, they saw it, but they are saying that it was the opposite. They're, like, saying the guy killed himself. You know when in reality, they all were in the room where they saw the the guy, the ruler the you know what I mean this this influential politician who's loved by everyone who really is on is is bent on destroying the world, but he's convinced them all and they all saw it that he's that you know that he's like God, you know what I mean, and that is what is going on here i mean it's We are living in the spirit. Now, Obama's not the Antichrist, but what I'm saying is this is the spirit. This is what it will be like when the Antichrist comes. Like, well, people will see stuff. People will see the things that Beyonce does. People will see the things that Jay-Z does. People will see the things that Obama does. But in like, clear as day. But they will ignore it, and not only just ignore it, but they will praise them. And that's what's happening out here. People see Beyonce. They see the harm that she's doing to these little girls. They see the influence that Jay Z has, and, and they but they still love them. It is amazing. It's one of the most amazing things that I've ever seen. Is that so? But it's you know it doesn't make sense. It's, but it's the, the spirit of the Antichrist. So we'll take calls though. Six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one on your keypad. See another call here from the three five two area code. Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays. Three five two, you there? Yo, is this
4: me? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's going cool. Yeah, not so much, man. This is a great topic. Um, I just, I'm gonna bounce around here really quick. Um, I think the biggest frustration with, with guys is when when women play games, or I guess vice versa, is just really a guy really wants you to be who you are. So if if you're out in the club like like you said, grinding on a dude and you know grabbing his driving his um, equipment and you know talking grimy to him, and then it's like, okay, this is who she is. You take her home, and then it's like, oh, this girl's a counterfeit. She acted one way, but then she's something else. So, I mean, it's definitely definitely, very frustrating on that tip. And I think another tip is too, it's like not just an aspect of um, women being hoes, but women knowing how to be a woman. I think that's the challenge. Like, any, any woman can open her legs. But can a woman like open her heart? Can she be kind? Can she be? Can she carry a conversation? Can she speak to the, to the warrior inside of her inside of the guy that she's interested in and inspire him to go harder and to go higher? I think that's what a lot of guys are looking for, and a lot of guys they get disappointed and and um, and frustrated when they come across this, this beautiful, fine, intelligent woman. And then it's like she she on the inside she's like a, she's a a hoe or she just doesn't have like anything to her so it's definitely definitely very painful and frustrating on that side so really my man appreciate
0: yo hey I appreciate you listening I appreciate the call let everybody know where you're calling in from
4: yo I'm calling from Florida this is Nathaniel I'm part of the group um, the friends of the Day on group I'm usually posting crazy stuff in there so. Okay, yeah. cool, man. Good,
0: good good to hear from you, man. I appreciate the uh, – keep the post coming. keep the uh, Definitely keep listening and supporting, man. Definitely good to hear from some of the brothers uh, in the group. But, no, excellent points. He's, I mean, everything he said is on point. I mean, it's – the key word in, in this whole thing, this whole topic, is disappointment. And I think that one of the biggest misconceptions amongst women about men is that they think – that they are they actually believe they're being what we want. They think that they, that we love getting the sex on the first night. They think that okay, yeah, we can go out and he sees that I can go out and have a conversation and I can post these biblical scriptures and I can, you know, talk the talk and we can go to church together and things like that and maybe even pray together. But when it gets down to business, you know, I can also satisfy him in the bedroom. They they actually think that's what we want They think that that's appealing When in reality, we could not be more disappointed Now, now again, the, don't get that confused See, a lot of women, they're not used to dealing with the elite men of the world The godly men of the world These weirdos, these psychos out here Oh, they absolutely will be happy Okay, because that's all they wanted from you to begin with If you're in the dog or the player stage well, then, of course, he's going to be happy when he gets it. I'm not talking about those men, though. Again, I'm talking about the godly men, the men who are looking for a wife. See, see, there was a time all throughout my 20s when I was actively looking for a wife, and I would go out with woman after woman, one woman in particular. I, I thought that she was my future wife. I was so excited. I said, I was calling the homies. I said, yo, this is great. Yo, we talked for maybe a week or two weeks or something like that prior to. I mean, I really did some research on her. She seemed really respectable. And uh, everything was good, I mean, you know, pretty, you know, successful, um, even happened to, you know, just be, you know, involved in some things in a sorority, not that, that means anything, but she just happened to be, you know, in a sorority, go out, first date, Ruby Tuesday's parking lot smashed off in the back seat, doing all types of crazy stuff, Chick started doing the cabbage patch after were done. I said, yo, what are you doing? What the heck are you so happy for? She thought that it was a good thing. She thought that, oh, yeah, I got me a good one, when in reality, it was a wrap. Right then and there, the moment it was over, I knew that I said, wow, I thought I had a good one, but I didn't. And there are actually women out there who have made those mistakes. And instead of learning from their mistakes, like many women in the group, many great women in the group, let me just salute all the great women in the group, the virtuous women in the group, just really women who respect their bodies. They're posting these scriptures every day. Not only are they posting scriptures, but they are living the life the scriptures speak of. Classy, independent, um, just beautiful, spiritual, godly women. That is who we are looking for. We give women a hard time, but that's only because there are, the Bible says, who can find a virtuous woman? You know what I'm saying? They are so rare. And so we, when we see them, we've got to point them out and we've got to celebrate them and embrace them and encourage them because there's so many hoes out here. There's so many godly freaks out here. In fact, a classic Barbershop Talk Tuesdays was our special on church girls who, who uh, I know James was actually a part of that show, church girls who, Act one way, but then in the bedroom, act a totally different way. So definitely, um, you know, it, it's real out here. But, yeah, shout-out to Nathaniel. Let's go back to the phone lines, though. This is I, this, I told you all, this is going to be one of those real shows, man, one of those real shows we just really dig deep into the issues that everybody and their mom is afraid to talk about. We're not afraid here. Um, let's see what else is going on. 404 Area Code. Welcome to Barbershop Talk. Hello? Yes, hello.
1: Hey, what's going on today, Don? man? It's Randy.
0: Hey, oh, what's up, man? Another Randy. What's going on with you?
3: Not much, man. I just called, uh basically,
0: <laughs> Claire, you know that story
1: I was telling you about, man, about the girl playing tug-of-war with the panties at my girl's house, but night over there?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: man, it was weird because, like, these dudes, man, they really don't want, they don't want you, ladies, like, you got to stop being in denial about that, you know, because, uh, ironically, that next night, you know, me and my girl went out to a friend's birthday party, and we seen that same dude who was, you know, in her house downstairs playing table with the with another girl at the club, so, you know, ladies, you got to just be careful, you know, with these guys out here, man, like, and guys, you know, as men, we have to have standards about the type of woman that we deal with, you know. Like, we can't just blame the women. We have to have standards, man, and not deal with the BS that they
0: put us through, you know. So
1: just get it together,
0: right. man. That's all I can really say, and um, that's pretty much it, man. That's it. Say, say no more, right? No, that's it. I mean, you said a mouthful, man. That's it. You know, ladies, stop having sex with these dudes, fellas. Be more selective with who you have sex with, see see a lot of people saying, well, wait, man, why don 't you tell the, the men not to see look see i i'm i 'm not into that see what i'm in i don 't tell people what to do. I am aubrey marie talbert 's father. you know what I mean, I have one child, none of you guys are my children like i don 't tell people what to do. It just so happens that I've been blessed to have gotten thousands of advice questions from women. I've worked privately with hundreds of women who have specifically said, hey, look, Deidon, we want your expertise, we want your advice on what can we do to find love. The, I tell you guys all the time, the moment I stop getting advice questions, the moment people stop asking me for my advice, that's the last episode of the on Tolbert Show. That's the last Facebook post you guys see when people stop asking me for my opinion. I hang it up. I retire when no one wants my opinion anymore. I don't get a lot of men asking me, hey, I might mean, get some, you know, some good brothers out there who have reached out, you know, for, for guidance and things like that. And so I help them out. But I'm not getting thousands of questions from men. I don't work with hundreds of men privately. So I'm not going to be out here telling men, do X, Y, and Z, da, 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 da. You're a grown man. You're going to do what you do based on the stage that you're in. I'm not in the business of trying to change people. To the point, you know what I mean? Like, I can say, hey, look, this is how you want to be if this is the type of life you want to live. But we're talking about grown men here. We're talking about grown women. You know, and so uh, what I did say, though, I actually did give some advice to the uh, to, to the fellas earlier today. I said, fellas, stop chasing sex, okay? I said, stop chasing sex and start chasing God, and you'll find a wife. And I, I can tell you from personal experience that that statement is 100% correct. Because for a while, now, see, I was never the type of guy who chased sex, but I was not looking for God. I was out there having sex. I was out there dealing with women. I was never pressed. But, yeah, there were women that I was entertaining. But once I stopped doing that and started living life for God, that is when my wife, uh, you know, uh, uh, appeared. And, you know, my life changed. James, how do you feel about that advice uh, to the fellas?
1: That was great advice, man. Uh, One thing that you said, man, that has really uh, stuck with me, man, I don't remember when you said it was a while back, but you said, man, uh, I don't know if you got this advice from someone. I can't remember what the story was, but you said the best sex is uh, sex with your wife, man, and that's something that has um, resonated with me for such a long time, man, because, you know, despite what so many women think, you know, what people think when they see a man that's dealing with multiple women,
4: it may appear
1: like he's happy with the lifestyle that he's living in, and that, and it may appear that he's happy making the money that he's making and dealing with the women that he's dealing with. But what they don't see is they don't see him, you know, at home on the Sunday night or the or the Saturday evening, man. They don't see him at, you know, going home and chilling and, and just wondering, you know, when am I going to meet that special woman that I, you know that I can give the world to? They don't see that, man. And and, and the reality is, it is a reality. And and these men out here are not happy out here doing what they're doing. They're miserable. You might they might say they're happy, but the reality is these men are not happy, ladies.
0: Right. I mean that's it you just I just posted something online inspired by uh what James just said you know but in regards to my my previous advice was, I said conviction free sex with your spouse is the best sex you know what I'm saying you know we'll see what kind of response that gets on Facebook but you know it's real you know truer words could not have uh cannot be spoken because a lot of people they say, "Oh, I need to make sure I can have good sex." Well, that's an oxymoron. There's no such thing as good sex. You know what I'm saying? There's making love to your spouse. When you're talking about good sex, you're talking about fornication. So, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, we'll take. Let me take some more calls. Um, I, I posted. Uh, I think Courtney mentioned uh, girlfriends. The 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 TV show girlfriends. If you go, if you want to really scroll back into the archives, I post that. Click on that link because that was a show when I was in a totally different place, when Gerald was in a totally different place, um, but just as real. One of the best shows ever was our special where we dissected Joan, uh, and I'm not even going to name all the characters because I don't even remember all the characters. But we dissected all the characters on Girlfriends, and uh, back when it was on TV, and how each of them. Exemplified emotional unavailability to the utmost Every single one of them had a, was emotionally unavailable But in their own way, in their own unique way One was a hoe, one was... I mean, just you've you, you got to listen to the show Because like I said, I really don't remember the show It was about three, four years ago that we did that show But trust me, listen to that show And uh, you will see um, You'll see a lot of what's going on in, Even in today's society, years later uh, definitely a classic. shot. posted it on the the live show thread uh, in the group. Uh, what else we got here? Let's see what's going on from the 301 area code. Welcome to the Dayton Tolbert show. Are you there? 301 eight three nine. Okay, going once. All right, no, uh, got to have a cycle at least. You know, on at least one show here uh, from the 203. Area code. Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays.
5: Hi, this is Renee.
0: Hey Renee. What's going on?
5: Hi, um, I have a question. Um, you were speaking a lot about how, you know, women have these, you know, hoish vibes and, you know, give off the wrong impression and pretty much playing with opinions, but what advice do you give to young women who make themselves emotionally available and you know pretty much expose their hearts and their spirits to these men you know without having sex and just you know who reveal their flaws and every issue that they have just so they could be right for their husband what advice do you have for those type of women
0: Uh, keep nothing Keep, keep, keep up the good work that's it I mean if you're if If you're living life as a virtuous woman, you're putting God first, you're keeping your legs closed, you're being emotionally available, you're working on yourself to gain a a clear understanding of men and how we think and, you know, what we look for in a wife and you are being that woman, you're dealing with any past hurt, pain, and resentment that may stand in the way of that. I mean, it's it's no advice I can even give to you. I say just continue what you're doing. Does that answer your question?
5: Yes, we, I was only asking because a lot of the times, you know, you have women who try their best to do what you have clearly stated, but, you know, men are still not willing to commit to them. And so, you know, that's well, what the causes us. Not to, cut, not, to cut you
0: off. not to cut you off, what I would say to that is, what I would definitely advise anyone who is, who that, who may could relate to that or feels like, hey, look, I listen to this show. I'm taking your advice. If you haven't set up, that's why I do private counseling because it's easy to listen to the radio. It's easy to listen to these broadcasts and say, well, I, you know, have your checklist out. say I do X, Y, and Z. But the counseling is where we get into you pri- personally. I work with at least off the top of my head about three or four virgins who have never had sex, but – are emotionally unavailable in their own way. And they'll tell you that. You know what I'm saying? Never had sex. Go to church every Sunday. There's a there are many different forms of emotional unavailability and all it takes is one thing that to prevent like you may say, all right, well I do I'm not a hoe. I don't wear my breasts out. I don't do this. But I struggle with self esteem issues. But my father, you know, and I my father left, and I witnessed my father growing up beating on my mom, and that's really affected me negatively. But, no, I'm not out here having sex, but I still have, a, I have trust issues towards men based on what I saw from my father. I mean, I'm just using that as an example. Yeah, you may not be a hoe, and, yeah, how you interact with men may not be a bad thing, but there are other internal issues, you know, that lead to um, men not viewing you as the best possible Or maybe you're sarcastic Maybe you have um, I mean, I don't know a, a non-platonic male friend Who just happens to be in the picture Who, you know Which is also acting as a deterrent To men, you know, committing to you So there could be so many different things That um, that I have been able over the years To pinpoint through private counseling It's not just like, I'm not just trying to put it out there and say, I'm saying, hey, look if you really want to know what's going on and why you're not being uh, approached and and found by the man that God has for you, we we can start that process together. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Are, are you
5: still there? Oh yes. What were you? Yes, I'm still here. Oh, I want to you know I I hear with everything that you're saying. I think it's very true. Um, you know, people can be you know have different issues and be very emotionally unavailable in many different ways, but you know, I, you know, a lot of a lot of the things that you know are contingent upon that are, you know, up, upon men, women not finding men who are committed to them or who don't want to be committed. You know, comes from past issues and issues with their their past relationships and trust issues. So I I agree a hundred percent on what you just said.
0: Good. What? Well, let everybody know where you're calling in from.
5: I'm calling from Connecticut.
0: Connecticut. Great. Great to hear from you. I appreciate the calls. Good question. That's, it's a great question because you're right. It, you know, it's a, I, And I hear that a lot. I've been doing this for about 10 years. Guys, a lot of people don't realize Talbot Relationship Counseling was founded in 2003. Time flies. You know, a lot's happened since then, you know, but that's when it all began. And, um, you know, God is really moving, and as he's allowed me to see literally thousands of different types of situations and be able to give advice just that will, where I can, you know I mean? I I guess what I'm saying is I've seen it all. There's no situation I haven't seen, nothing I haven't experienced, either personally or professionally. And so if if you're on the fence and you're going through something, you can't figure out what's going on, you know, just give me a call. That's it. You know, just give me a call and we'll talk about it. Everyone's first session is free, so you have nothing to lose. You know, thirty minutes. We'll, we'll figure out what's, what's happening, what has happened, uh, and, you know, and go from there. Eight five five fifty five Daydon, or uh, Daydon at trctoday.com. dot com. Reach out. Before we run out of time, um, and we we'll t- I see some a couple more calls on the line. Let me just I, I want to make sure we touch on uh, James. He actually had a very very good post. And listen, see, I'm you guys know me. I'm not a hater. You know, I will, I post and I repost people's stuff, whether it's advice or scriptures or, I mean, but, uh, you know, a lot of great advice out there from, from men and women. I will repost it all. I have no problem doing that. But the problem with it is there's so few men out here who are, one, giving advice from a biblical perspective and giving advice that Jesus Christ would be happy with that I I there's not a lot for me to post. I can't repost Steve Harvey's crap. I can't repost uh Mike Baze and stuff like, or anybody's stuff. I mean cuz obviously half these dudes are giving advice from a worldly perspective. You know, but you show me somebody who is really, you know, passionate about helping women from a biblical perspective, hey, I'll have him on the show. You know, well, I'd like to I'd like to shake that man's hand. So, definitely no hate over here in James. He gave a uh, you know, a a, a classic post Earlier this morning, that I absolutely had to repost. And uh, where the heck is it at? Matter of fact, here it is, right here. Uh, I read it, and then James, you can tell me, you know, kind of where that came from, what inspired it. You said, "Single ladies, if a man that you are interested in brings up questions about your past, uh, about your past relationships, please be 100 percent honest with him." If you had a shady or promiscuous or painful past, do not lie about it and do not get silent when he asks you about it. You may not realize it, but we men already know what the deal is before we even ask. Being open, honest, and truthful is the only way to win the heart and the respect of a good man. We will do anything for a woman who we can trust I mean this This post was like It was never ending Good information I mean Just from start to finish I literally And you, you guys know This is what I do You see my post I've got a new book Coming out Specifically With all my advice All my little postings And things like that And I could not Have written A post better Than what this Is right here This is flawless Flawless Advice right here You know Understand that guys James where did what inspired this uh that post this morning?
1: You know what, I Daydon, man, I really appreciate the comments, man. I uh I had that I had um that you know, the pieces of information I had that quote that on my heart, man, uh the whole night, man, and it was just burning me to get up in the morning. I think I woke up like six o'clock this morning and put it on, man, and, and that that um all those words came from, you know, just my own personal experiences dealing with different women over the years. And I'm gonna go back to that D word, the, the disappointment that I experienced um, you know, with a woman that I really had high hopes for, but she just wasn't the type of woman that would be honest with me, man. Um, you know, that, ladies, if 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 you if everybody has a past, we've all made mistakes, we've all done things that we're not proud of. Um, if you really wanna impress a man, just like I said, be yourself and just be honest, be genuine, you know that will that will that will win his respect more than any amount of sex, any amount of hiding your dirt, any amount of hiding anything that you've been through. Just be yourself and let us see the real you. Let we don't want it to see a fake you. We don't want to see a representative. We want to see the real you.
0: That's it. I mean, I could not have said it better. I mean, uh, Courtney, when you when you heard that advice, uh, when you saw that advice on Facebook, what? Did that resonate at all with you? How did how did you take that?
2: It, it was very great advice, you know, very powerful. And so, um, you know, I would just like to add to what was said. You know, I, I think I, I think it is very important to you know be honest. You know, that that's something that you should do um, as a woman who wants to be someone's wife. You know, that that's something you have to do to be open. But in addition to that, in addition to being open and being honest, you have to make sure that you are healed from what has happened to you. So to me, I mean, I feel like it's not enough to be honest if it's clear that you're still not over it. It's not enough to be honest about a man hurting you if you know deep down you're still in love with him. So... You have to make sure that you resolve those issues prior to even dating in the first place. So be honest and and just, and just have closure with the situation so you can talk about it, you know, without tearing up. You know, can you talk about it without raising your voice? Can you talk about it without getting mad? You know, so I, that's what I would add to it.
0: I'm looking at a show right now that we did, uh, uh, what was this, about a month ago. This was actually a relatively... A uh, recent show, which was entitled Everyone Has a Past Because, you know, you, I put that in quotes You see a lot of people saying that Everyone has a past, but what your sexual number says about you And we did it So I don't want to, you know, take too much time tonight Because we literally did like a two or three hour show uh, On this topic I believe it was with the fellas, if, if I remember correctly And so definitely I posted in the group Listened to that show But just in regards to what James was saying we as men, ladies, understand. Nobody wants to get played, okay? You know, and when I say nobody wants to get played, I mean that. You know, we want to feel comfortable with the woman that we're with. Nobody wants to be the laughing stock of the the fight party, or the you know, or anything. You know, the college reunion, the high school reunion, like oh whoa, you you wife turned up like like we want to feel comfortable. We don't want to have somebody have, you know, ran a train on our woman and, and, and we find out about it, you know, through the grapevine. Now, am I saying that you can't have love if, you know, you have done some things in your past that you're not proud of? No, I'm not saying that because you can because God can do anything. I'm not, But I'm saying you want to be honest about it. See, when you own it, when you take responsibility for it, See, that is when you become transparent. That's what we're looking for. Go ahead and try to hide something on your on your uh, your resume and your job application, and see how that w- works out for you. You know, you know or trust me, they'll find out about it. You understand? That? They they definitely will. They'll, they'll run a credit check. They'll run a background check. They'll call. You know, go try to switch some stuff up. If it's a th- now, some jobs won't. You might get away with it with some jobs. Right? Check this analogy out. But the best jobs, huh, you know, they they have a whole verification department. All right, they're going to do the background checks. You want to work at McDonald's? You can probably get away with some with some stuff in your in, in your past. You know, but you're not going to make a hundred thousand dollars a year at the best job. You know, with with a shady background, you're not going to get the best mortgage with a shady, you know, uh, payment history, bill pay, payment history. Your background has to be clear. You understand that? You've got to be open. You've got to be honest. You know, what makes you guys think that these men want anything less from a woman they're going to show off to the world as their as their wife, as their queen? I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. These women will tell you, oh, I want an honest man. We're talking about game playing tonight, guys. This is what we're talking about. This is just as much of a game as anything we've talked about, is the lies. It's like, so what's your past like? They just, get, like you said, don't get silent. I know all about that, James. These women will get silent on you. They won't say nothing. They get clam up. Like, what, what you mean? We were just talking. Like, why are you being silent? Why are you not, you're not saying nothing? I'm just asking, like, what like, what have you been through? Like, you know what I'm saying? What was he like? I don't wanna talk about it. What the heck? What are you ex murder? What are you like on the run? What are you Kate from Lost? That's that's an inside joke for the for the Lost people. I see, if you don't watch Lost you didn't get the joke, see? Nobody wants a Kate. We don't wanna find out the hard way that you've got a past that is crazy. Now if you are open with us, you know, if you're honest with us then it then, you know, it may be okay. My mom always used to tell me. Matter of fact, forget my mom. My my grandma, my grandfather used to tell me as a as a child, it's always going to be worse if you lie about it. You know. Now I say I'm going to ask you something. You tell me the truth, I, it won't be as bad. But if you lie, I'm going to be all up in you. This is stuff my grandfather told me, my my, my grandma told me. Certainly, my mom and my father told me. So, and hear these words, it will always be worse if you lie. Now, a lot of women will use that defense defense mechanism that they've come up with and say, well, that's because these men can't handle the truth. Ladies, please stop saying that. Please stop saying that. It has nothing to do with us not being able to handle the truth. And I'll go back to the job analogy. These recruiters don't care. It's not it's not about them not being able to handle the fact that you are a convicted felon. They don't care. They just want they only care in regards to, you know, the effect you'll have on the company. Can you do the job that we want you to do? Are you going to be the type of worker we want on our team? Nobody cares. I mean, these men want a respectable woman. That's it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Now now James, this is where we gotta be honest though. I mean, a lot of women I'm sure you've heard have said, Well he can't handle the truth. These men are insecure. So that's why we lie, because these men are that's if that's not the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Have you ever heard that women say that? Hey Dad, I
1: hear that so much, man, that I I, I shake my head, man, and, and that's like you said, it's a defense mechanism that many women play and, and you know, to to pinpoint it even more, you know, a lot of a lot of black women play that game. And, you know, to, to say that and to expect a man to, you know, to be cool with you, pretty much you're lying to the man. When you're holding back information, it's, it's no different than lying to the guy. You're talking about a man that that's best the next 25, 35 years of his life into you. And, and, and you want to hold back important information, things that you know are going to be important, but you want to hold them back. And, and then use the excuse that he can't handle it. Um, no it doesn't make It doesn't make sense And um, you know One thing I added To that quote Is I said Ladies Please know That these men All lives.
0: Yeah Right Let me I want to read Something to you I want to read Something to you guys You guys got to Give me a second If you guys Go back to Our Our uh, our show On Sunday night On The definition Of a virtuous woman And I'm just trying to find it Just give me a couple seconds here It was about her husband Here it is Proverbs 31 verse
3: 11
0: Her husband Has full confidence in her And lacks nothing of value Remember that? Full confidence in her And lacks nothing of value See how can a man have Full confidence in you If you start the relationship and you base the relationship off of a lie, you can't. He can't respect you. He can't have full confidence in you. So that right there takes you out of the virtuous woman category, the Proverbs 31 category, if he can't have full confidence in you, if he doesn't even know what you've been through, if he doesn't even know what you're into. The word doesn't lie, guys. Courtney, that's deep, isn't it?
2: yeah it is
0: it is yeah i mean how can he- how can he love you how can he respect you if he doesn't have confidence in you and if he doesn't respect you or have confidence in you then guess what he's not gonna marry you he's not the and, and but here check this out again remember there are only two categories right it's only wife or hoe so if he can't respect you and he doesn't have confidence in you, so he can't marry you. Well, if he's not trying to marry you, then that means he's obviously viewing you as a potential sex partner, as a hoe. Because again, there are only two categories. You guys are thinking you're somewhere in between, but you're not. It's either wife or hoe, wife or freak, wife or jump off, wife or friends with benefits. So you gotta you gotta make the choice. What category do you want to be put in? I can and I, I'll tell you this: the moment that sex Goes down That significantly Decreases if not eliminates Your chances of uh, of Being viewed in that manner Let's talk Real, I want to do this advice question Got it from a young man who's Who found himself in a situation But real quick I just want to talk about Some of this, these other things That we didn't get a chance to talk on uh, Is You know Courtney I know you know about this Why do so many women they They get a call You know They'll let it go to voicemail but then they'll wait three hours to call back or they'll tell the guy they're busy or they'll get a text, look at it, won't text back and will specifically take a certain amount of time to return the call or return the text. If they return it at all, you know, yet that's something that they claim, someone they claim they're interested in. Courtney, what's that all about?
2: That's that's funny that you mentioned that because that's some stuff I used to do. But what was that? Um, well, Yeah, I'm getting to that. Um, You know, the reason I did it was because, you know, I like that it's... I'm sorry. Yeah, I did. Actually, I did play you, but um, as I was saying, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um, But, yeah, the reason I did it was because um, for the attention factor, you know, I I purposely, you know, when I answer the call or text right away, especially if they did something that made me upset or something, I wanted to see how hard they would work for me because that that was attention that I always Crave like the attention was an addiction for me, and so, like a lot of women, especially going back to the fathers once again, but I have to not having your dad around, not having that attention. You grow up as an adult, you know, craving that from men, so you'll play little games just to see. You know how much they'll fight for you, because really, just you just wanted that attention from your dad. And unfortunately, you know, we think that we're in control because we call back three hours later, but in reality, we put ourselves at a serious disadvantage. And these men are definitely at this point, if not already, viewing us as a whole.
0: That's it, ladies. It's impossible to be in control of a situation. In that there is no, you will never be in control. You know, and, and really don't make me, re- like, literally open the Bible up and, and talk to you guys about what that really has to do with. Because, you know, Eve messed that up. You know, when Adam and Eve messed up, one of the punishments that, that God gave uh woman, woman as a whole, was that man will rule over you. You know what I'm saying? Don't make me, like, really go into the Bible. Like that, that was actually one of the, the punishments from Genesis in the Adam and Eve story. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, that that's just how it goes. And so the, the power struggles, the control, it's just not going to be there. So, it's, yeah, we'll, we'll get more into it. Uh, I mean, that's something totally outside of submission. You know, it's not even even about that. It's just about man. But really, let's, just read Genesis. Read the story of Adam and Eve and really look at how the devil, I mean, how God punished the serpent, how God specifically punished woman you know as a whole and and man as a whole there were very specific you know curses that he placed upon us as a people as a result of the original sin and um yeah, it's it's definitely deep uh we we confirmed real quick quick update uh me and Osho confirmed a day uh for our special that we've been talking about on uh aliens uh UFOs uh and how they relate to the bible uh end times, um, you know, uh some things going on in regards to demons and it's it's really gonna be a a, a great show. So I want you guys to mark on your calendars uh Monday Monday July eighth. Okay, nine o'clock obviously. My man Oshel will be here, Minister Oshel, who is um one of the more knowledgeable people biblically that I've ever met. So trust me, I can just I'm just gonna put it out there. Just mark that day. That's a day that you it will not be a rebroadcast. It's a day you do not want to miss. It's gonna it's gonna open up a lot of eyes to what's going on out here in today's society, uh, biblically and even uh, yeah spiritually. So uh, so there's that. So uh, yeah, I want definitely want to get Courtney's take on just that whole phone thing going on, man. James, matter of fact, real quick, is that anything that you can relate to from these women in the past? Yeah,
1: yeah, man, I've dealt with a couple of women like that, man, um, you know, when they want to play their games where, you know, they'll,
6: you know, if they got
1: time, they're sitting at home, and they want to, maybe they think, oh, if I, you know, if I call them back three or four hours from now, if I call them back the next day, you know, it, it won't make me seem as desperate or, you know, they, they, it makes me feel like they're in control, man. And, and in reality, man, like I said, it makes me lose all respect, and I did lose all respect for the woman. I've had women that have, you know, oh, I only text, I only text. And I'm thinking, like, what do you mean? You only text? You know, the time that you could, that you spend, you know, typing my number in the phone or typing your, you know, your message in, you could just, you know, give me a call. And, um, you know, with, with situations like that, the man is, if he's, if he's got any, you know, if he's any type of good man, he's not going to beg you. He's not going to chase behind you. He's just going to, he's just going to delete your number, and you'll never get a response from him again.
0: It's interesting that you said that because that is this young woman who was. um, Back in the day, it's funny, it's funny, it's like a lot of times these women, I'll tell you all that story, but these women who are being viewed as pure, in a purely sexual manner, it's interesting because those women will be the main ones trying to treat you in a manner that will hopefully cause you to respect them, but there's nothing you can do, ladies. If a man's only viewing you in a sexual manner, that's just what it is and what it's going to be. You have to do the things so that you don't attract those types of men to begin with. But trying to change how a certain man views you is is a is is nothing but a waste of time. That man, if he views you as a hoe, if he views you as a jump off, a friend with benefits, he will always view you in that way. Now that does, that doesn't mean that God can't transform you. So that someone else will not view you in that way or will view you in a, in a, in a you know, a respectable manner and see you as wife. But that particular man, you're wasting your time, ladies. I can promise you that. Just don't, you know, you got to focus on why did you even attract that man because that's the issue. A lot of women, they reach out, they want to set up counseling, they say, well, you know, I, I, give me some advice about this guy. I, say, I don't want to talk about this guy. We need to talk about what was going on before that guy, which will help you understand why you attracted that guy. We got to talk about what that last relationship was like. We got to talk about what your childhood was like. What was the relationship with your father like? What you see when you look in the mirror? You know, those are the, the real issues that are going to determine who you're dealing with right now as we speak. So. Let's um. So you know, definitely reach out. Couple one. Let me do this question because I want to get out of here. I want to wrap it up. Um, Here it is. This is a very interesting situation, and I think a lot of people will. Oh, real quick, I was going to tell that story. Real quick, real short story. We talked about women giving men the runaround, Courtney. You know, thinking kind of like they were in control and things like that. Well, I had a similar situation. This young woman. Now, I was I was looking at her as just, like, you know, a friend with benefits, potential booty call. Like, never had any intention of taking her seriously back in the day. But it was interesting because she wanted me to, like, run her all around the city. It was like, I remember one time in particular she worked at this place, and she was like, well, yeah, you can come see me. I'll be on my break. I was like, all right, cool. I'll swing by. You know, it was no big deal. I was in it not too far from her. So I swung by her, her job. She was like, oh, man, I'm hungry. Can you um – um. You want to take a ride? I'm like, uh, okay. Long story short, she wanted. She was like, I'm in the mood for some Chinese food. I was like, well, I think it's a Chinese food right over there. So she drove over to this place. She goes in there and said, it's too high. Why they're, they're so expensive? Their General So's chicken is like seven dollars. You know, I ain't paying seven dollars for no general. I'm like, oh, man, how much do you think it costs? Like, what the heck? And she was like, she was like, well, now nah, I'm, I'm gonna go. know, yeah, it's another place not too far from here. Ride me up there real quick. I said okay. She said, no, they're too high too. They're like six dollars." I said, "She's like, no, where I go, they're like five dollars." I said, "Look, sweetheart, this ain't the hood. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not in the hood right now. That these are real prices, real Chinese stores. Like it's it's more expensive." She's like, "Well, I, I'm not paying that much." She's like, "So go to this one more place," and I I knew what was going on. I saw it happening. It wasn't about the Chinese. She wanted to feel like if she was going to give me. What was her most precious and valuable asset? She felt as though she was going to, quote, unquote, make me work for it. Now, I had a full tank of gas in the car. I wasn't really pressed. You know what I mean? It was clear what was going on. And I played her little game, you know. But after that, it got to the point where I was just like, you know what? I don't even want to be bothered anymore. So as soon as I dropped her off back at her job, I straight deleted her number off the phone. You know, whereas a lot of men, they would have continued to play that game and they just would have smashed. But for me, it was the type of situation where it ended up being just, you know, more trouble than it was worth. But that was a perfect example of just of game playing. Courtney, I think we talked about this a while ago. Any, any thoughts on that story?
2: Yeah, I mean, that that happens all the time. It really does. Like, we just want to see how much, you know, how much you will go through, try to get men to jump through hoops and, it's just silly, it it really is I'm not saying I haven't done things like that before Because I have But it's it gets you played in the end
0: Yeah, and the crazy thing It really wouldn't have been a big deal To have sex with her Like she was, you could tell It was just, you know, a matter of time And some of these women, it's, it's weird, man Like sex is so easy And it even was easy back in the day And I can only imagine how easy it is In today's society, just you know, women will make you do like little things. They don't even make you, but they'll just like want anything, just attention. You know, and they'll give you their whole bodies just because you gave them a compliment. I tell you guys all the time. You know what my game was back in the day? I used to just tell women they were beautiful. That's it. A lot of these guys were trying to game them up, and, and it's it's unfortunate because you know some women are in such a a negative place emotionally. You know, and mentally, often in a state of depression, that just giving them a compliment, you know, like that. Not not telling them they're sexy, not telling them they have a fat butt, but literally just saying, hey, look, I just want to let you know, you are absolutely beautiful. You guys have any idea the wonders that that does for so many women, you know, and it just, the, the panties would just drop. Sometimes they actually dropped and other times they could have dropped but it was just a matter of uh, me not even being pressed. I'm just being honest with you, just being honest, you know what I mean? James, you know anything about that, man, just the the level of uh, emotional distress that some of these women operate daily in?
1: Absolutely, Dayda, man, you're 100% right. It's so easy out here. It's so easy now nowadays just to get sex, and it doesn't take much. You know, a guy that can just, you know, say the right words and make a woman feel like, She's the only one he's paying attention to at that moment. If a guy can do that, man, he can get just about any woman he wants out here. And, you know, I gave a comment to a young lady at the airport on my way back home. Uh, I was in Pittsburgh, and I gave this young lady a comment. I mean, uh, you know, just, you know, nice comment, and her eyes lit up, man. It was like, you know, she's ready to get married, man. I just, you know, I just gave her one little simple comment, one little simple, uh, you know, you know, just, you know, I think a comment on her hair. I can't remember what it was, man. And, and it was like she had never heard, you know, she had never heard that before. And like I said, these ladies, a lot of ladies out here, and you know, emotionally, man, they're just in a, in a in a very tough situation right now. And when you're in that state, ladies, you just gotta you gotta be really careful to guard your heart because there are a lot of guys that they know how to push the
0: right buttons to get what they want. You don't want to be that woman, right? And I'll tell y'all something: it's, it's it's a joy and it's amazing watching my daughter grow up. Because um, I mean, she's she's like a super advanced child. Like she's not even two yet. This, she's like doing her whole alphabet. She's counting up to a hundred. She's she's like everything is pleasing. Thank you. I mean, she's like the most advanced baby ever. But you know, aside from all that, she will. It's weird. Like she looks at she. They crave at even at that age. They crave attention. So badly, like, I'll be on my laptop, you know, uh, my wife will be doing something, and let's say my wife is playing with her. She'll come over to me, grab my hand away from the laptop, and pull me up. Come on, Dad. come on. Come on, what are you doing? Come on, like, to make me do what she wants me to do, or to, or to participate in whatever it is my wife is doing, or maybe she's just doing by herself. You know what I mean? And she they want... They, they, she's just maybe a little bit more aggressive but these kids they they crave that attention and when they don't get it they'll get mad you know what i'm saying and so imagine if these adults you know or i should say these women who then grow up into adults imagine the anger and the hurt that that has has existed has been built up from a lifetime of someone ignoring them when they're saying hey come on dad come on you know what I mean, and never having them saying, "Okay, come on, let me stop what I'm doing and pay attention to you. Let me tell you that you're beautiful. Let me tell you that you're special. Let me just watch what you want, whatever it is you want to show me." And and, and millions of of specifically single black women out there who who never had that, and as a result, they crave that attention. They crave that uh, that love from a father. And it, it's very uh, you don't hear people unfortunately talking about this issue when it, it, it is real. You know, and I see it from so many perspectives. I see it as a father. I see what these little kids want at that age, but at the same time, I've also seen the effects of not having that from women who I personally have uh, dealt with. So it's it's unfortunate. Uh, let's keep it moving. Now, I do want to read this qu- this last advice question, which is kind of going to solidify everything that we've talked about and how it, how real it is out here. This was from a man who was out who you know who listens to the show. He said, hey, Daydon, what's going on? Uh, this past Friday night, I went out on a date with this girl that I've been seeing for a few months. Everything had been great. We did things like go to the movies, go out to eat, take walks in the park. We even watched a few movies at both of our places, which led to some heavy make-out sessions. We've never gone all the way, and I have to admit that as a man, it's a little frustrating Uh, But because I see a future with her, I have no problem waiting for her. Well, this is where things get tricky. Friday night, we went out. We had a few drinks. She was a little more drunk than I was, so when we got back to her place, she started ripping my clothes off. I was caught a little off guard, but I went with the flow. We took it to the couch, and she started taking her clothes off. To make a long story short, I'm thinking that it's about to go down, so I pulled out a condom. Uh, I pulled a condom out of my wallet, and she saw exactly what I was doing, but didn't say anything. So by this time, she was practically naked, and uh, all she had on was her bra. I put the condom on and began to stick it in, and she tells me to stop. I'm thinking, okay, she's just saying that so that I can continue kissing her, and she yells for me to stop and get off of her. I'm looking at her like she's crazy, and she tells me to leave and that she can't believe that I would try to rape her. I got my things and rolled out. I haven't spoken to her since. Should I call her or just be done with her? Was I wrong? Now this is just a crazy situation right here all all around. Uh Courtney, I'll start off with you. Uh what advice would you give to him? What do you make of this very unfortunate Friday night situation?
2: Talking about should he be done with her absolutely. <laughs> like that's it's it's so funny I'm, how similar well, it has similarity to the story I told you about. The toilet incident, except I didn't cry rape, but it was a similar thing where, you know, you're naked and he's thinking it's about to go down. So, I mean, obviously she's playing games. So, I mean, it's unfortunate because he liked her. And it's unfortunate it turned out in that way but should he deal with her ever again absolutely not I don't see any reason to do that if she didn't want to have sex then she shouldn't even put herself in a position um, you know to have sex you know and then to cry rape I mean that's that's very extreme and and I've seen that happen, you know, before, you know, women will say that and that wasn't even the case. It's just like don't put yourself in a situation where you feel like you have to play games with men. I think he should move on and um, you know, he'll he'll find a woman for him.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it it's <laughs> that those types of situations get me mad because so many men have found themselves in very similar situations. You know what I mean? Like, ladies, you know how it goes. A lot of times you guys start out. We actually did a classic Keeping It Real Fridays entitled When No Means Yes. You know? When no really means, like, yes. And, and you guys know how it goes. You know, oh, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. Well, if no means no, how come so many no's eventually turn into yeses and then is followed by some pretty, you know, rigorous sex? You know, I mean, it's 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 every, you only hear those things, you know, no means no, when it really is no. But what about the women who will say no, but then eventually give it up? That you know, it's kind of like the 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 you know the girl that cried wolf. You know, it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, James, what, what what's your take on that that story? Yeah, I'm with you, Daton. Man, it's really you know
1: situations like that really get me ticked off. Um, you know, number one. It, when when you were reading that story, I thought about immediately about the guy. Uh, I know everybody's been you know paying his. If anybody's been paying attention to the news, uh, the guy, the young man that in high school he got uh, his girlfriend, slept with his girlfriend, consensual sex, and she accused him of rape. And The guy spent uh, years in prison then, and almost uh, lost out on you know an NFL career because this woman you know she lied on him, man, and, and you know situations like that happen. And it's real, and it's a
0: shame, you know, that you know it, it has to happen to this guy. But I agree with Corey, I would get out of there, man. I, you know, I don't have time to deal with a woman like that, man. Yeah, that's. I mean, to <laughs> I, I'd rather just talk about this situation because, I mean, to, to to for that to even be a question, it's like almost making me question him and like his, you know, mental state. Because, I mean, that's, you know, I can only, I can't even imagine why a man would even consider staying with a woman who would cry rape in that type of situation. Like, it says that she was ripping my clothes off, you know, and then she saw him put on the condom, and you know what I mean, and and even allowed him to put it on and, and didn't say anything while he was going in his wallet, putting it on, began to stick it in, She's saying stop, and that's just like the ultimate game. So I just want y'all to ladies, want you ladies to hear this story, and if you can relate to it, just understand that that's not cool. It doesn't make you look uh, more respectable. In fact, it's it's horrible, and it will make us almost literally hate you and want to do things like you know, stop up your toilet or you know or whatever. So just you know, don't you definitely don't have sex. But aside from that. Don't even put yourself into sexual situations that will cause you to have to make a, a in the moment type of decision of am I going to do this or am I not going to do this because you know it, you can't have this whole oh yeah I'm celibate you know persona but then play those types of games because the fact that you're saying you're celibate will only put a target and a bullseye on your forehead and make these men want to. You know, disprove that theory. And that's where the games really begin. So the best women, they don't even give off a sexual vibe. They don't even put themselves into those situations where it would even be a question of, hmm, is she genuine or is she not? But this whole, you know, this whole situation with rape, I mean, there's not even really anything to say about this. This is someone who you should delete the number immediately, never call again, and... um You know, you want to raise your standards up, and you know, so you don't even deal with women who would even think about, you know, playing those types of games. We're gonna get ready to wrap it up tonight. You know, it was a longer show than I expected it to be, but as you can see, there's a lot of games being played out here that need to be discussed. So, you know, we we did it. Like I said, we did a show uh, similar to this a few years ago, but it was definitely time to revisit it. So, hopefully, we got you know got some good calls, some good comments. Uh, And, uh, James, man, what uh, last-minute words of wisdom do you have for the people? Uh, it has been a
1: great show, Courtney, great show. Um, Man, great topic, man. I really enjoyed the dialogue tonight. Um, All I can say for the ladies, you know, just respect yourself enough to, uh, you know, like I said, if you're dealing with a man that's that's wanting to get sex out of you, if you're dealing with a man um, that's that's not respecting you the way you want to respect it, you want to be respected, leave him alone. You know, and and wait on the man that is going to be the blessing, the blessing to you. Um,
0: I appreciate what you're doing, there, now, man. You go to the work. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, James, man, g- good to have you here. Pleasure to have you here, man. Always classic advice. I mean, guys, understand, James. Like what you hear, the reason why I have the guys that I have on the show. I mean, like James, Lewis, Marv. I mean, even the guys in the past show. These are all excellent examples of men, godly men. Good guys out here who are looking for wives, who are you know passionate about their relationship with with Christ, and um, you know and it, and there's no there's no uh, it should be no coincidence that you don't hear a lot of fights, a lot of debates, a lot of arguments because elite men, godly men. Men in that ready to settle down stage, looking for a woman to spend their their future with. You know, they're gonna have similar, be like minded. They're gonna have similar viewpoints, and there's, there's not gonna be a lot of strife and, deten- uh, and, and tension, and you know, all types of weird stuff going on that you may see out here in the world. You guys ever noticed that, like Christian men, Godly men, they're all talking the same talks. You know, for, for the most part. You know, I know James was. I mean, uh, excuse me, uh, Marv was smash off. Phaedra Parks, and you know, but you know, aside from that, you know, you know, it's, you guys get it, though. But anyway, uh, great points, uh, James. Great to have you here, Courtney. What, uh, what last minute thoughts or words of wisdom would you like to leave the listeners with this evening?
2: Yeah, um, I would just like to tell the ladies to, um, you know, stop playing games. You know, I I know for a fact that. You know, this show disproved your theory that playing games will get you a man because it won't. Um, you know, in fact, it will have an adverse effect and it will leave you single because these men will not be taking you seriously when you play those games. Is whatever reason, I guess. What I would say, look at the root cause of why you are even playing games in the first place, um, and just work on, you know, healing from whatever it is, so you can be found by an elite man.
0: There you go. Great, uh, great, great comments. Guys, if you would like private relationship counseling from Courtney, definitely, I cannot stress enough, reach out to her at Courtney at TRCToday.com. You can call 855 55 day leave a message for Courtney. She'll reach back out to you and, um, you know, start the process towards emotional availability. Same thing if you would like to schedule a free emotional availability assessment with me, reach out, call me, date on at trctoday.com, 855 55 day and, um, you know, we can start the process that way. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's already registered for our teleseminar, the 2013 Loving You uh, Women's Empowerment Seminar. Definitely it's going to be a dynamic event. You want to be a part of it five weeks um, you know it 's going on in, in starting in august August third the whole month of august actually, so definitely get your uh reserve your spot today at t r c dot com uh what else did I want to tell you if you guys obviously if you haven 't already get my novel the love we had we mentioned a you know a couple of stories specifically there 's a lot of game playing in the book a lot of it's it's you know just a a book about relationships from start to finish. From the introduction period from the the, the dealing with each other period, the, the dating, the courtship, the falling in love, a lot goes on, so I don't want to give the book away, but definitely get your copy on Amazon and uh Kindle and uh that's it guys i'm I'm gonna close this out with a uh with a song. you know this is you know we hear a lot in today's society, you know, Kelly Rowland, she makes a lot of interesting music nowadays. Uh, back when she first came out, though, she she had a song entitled "Still in Love with My Ex," and so I, I enjoyed this song, and it was I could relate to this song. Uh, well, not relate, but I mean I've experienced women who could relate to this song, and um, we did a whole show entitled "Still in Love with My Ex" where we dissected the lyrics of this song. But it's about or has to do with what could be perceived as game playing. So. Take a couple minutes to listen to this song It's a good song, one of her better songs uh, And uh, we will see you guys Tomorrow night, peace
3: I
6: never thought that we would Break up for the better Should have never made the promises To each other, so many things you didn't know coming in from a past with a heavy load. But I knew that you were a good man. Give me love you were faithful. It showed on my head. I know the questions in your mind you don't understand. to Do the words. I was with you, but my heart wouldn't let him go All my family told me, Kelly, he's the one for you I know your family love me, and I love them too I'm so sorry for the pain that I put you through But you shouldn't have to suffer cause I'm confused So much for looking forward to future plans of the love of my life
3: Oh, From The to break up, his and her take yeah. Me and more got issues it, galore sure. It was all good, good, but it was all good, good. Now I'm reading old love letters My homie's looking at me like, you know better. But I'm reminiscing so I have to consider Did she go off for me, Jack, yeah. take a charge for me, Jack yeah. Turn her head When the mother hoes Is calling me I can't lie When she left She took a part to of me Part of me Won the back But part of me Can't part in no nope. Call it foolish pride But shit Who am I I made my mistakes Put my dirt to the side Every time we meet I see the hurt In my eyes Cause I'm my ex-friend ex homie Ex-lover Love without the phone calls Voicemails Etc Try to keep the rank, But get the day I ever mention my mind.
6: Yeah. gun it out